I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour nothing but NRL tour. Fifth and last NRL podcast. We are back, and Brock is back. What's happening, pal? Very little, my friend. Very, Very little. little. Fair enough. Well, another round down, 10 rounds in, origin around the corner. The year is flying. Yeah, it is. It's gone quick. We're, what, we're 10 weeks through, 30 week season, 10 weeks through already. So uh, time flies when you're having fun, that's for sure. 100%. And the round on the weekend, uh, some interesting results. Three teams in particular blowing leads in the second half or being run down. Entertaining football, though, nonetheless. Yeah, I was glad the first three games of the round to me were pretty ordinary. Yeah. Uh, but Saturday and Sunday were quite good. Well, you know, obviously the Roosters game was a bit of a blowout, but I thought they played very well. So they, they were good to watch the Roosters. Yep, I agree uh, there. Shocker for tipsters, or either that or it's just me. I only got two. Yeah, I was on I'm, one. I'm not having my best year. I'm still a bit. Well, I think I've, I've probably got the best four teams worked out and the worst four teams, but the, the eight in between, they just keep throwing me every week. I, I think I've got it worked out, and then uh, another Spanner's thrown in. So yeah, well, I think. But that is the NRL. That's that's what the NRL wants, don't they? They they want you not to be able to pick every game every week because otherwise the competition becomes boring. Well, I'm going to be honest. For tipping purposes, I don't really care, but for betting purposes, it's been very yeah. frustrating. There's a lot of multis and other bits and pieces that are dying, and they're not even big ones. Like, they're two-leg multis, yeah. but the tips have just been that inconsistent that uh, falling on my face constantly. But only two last week. The Rooster saved me. I was one from seven until that last game. Wow. That's how good I was going. Um, and obviously all those comeback games, the Warriors one, I was counting my money. Gone. Well, I was at the game and I had a big bet on the Warriors, uh, just head to head. I thought oh, I might cash out and just take ninety percent of it. I probably should have. Yeah, well, I should have. Sh- there were a lot of Panthers fans who walked out of that game. A yeah. lot of Panthers th- fans who walked out at halftime. So, well, the other one I missed out on was Manly, fourteen nil, smoking cigars. And then Trebojevic goes down, the drop ball. It almost seemed comical to lose that game. That's when you know you're having a bad week. Yeah, and exactly. same deal. I had a bet on that. I like the Warriors. I both paying two forty, but oh. Yeah. Wallet hurting, but starting off, set of six, um, we've got Penrith at tackle one. We've talked about it before that, you know, it was getting thinner and thinner every week, their chances, but they finally pulled one from the bag. You saw the game. I only saw it vaguely because I was commentating the New South Wales Cup, but everyone's asking the same question. Can they start a run now? Can they start a run? I think they can, but it depends on who plays Origin. I don't think any of the players that are in, um, you know, calculations, whether it be Matt Moylan, James Tarmow or Trent Merrin deserve to play Origin, but I'm not Coach Laurie Daly, and we know that he likes to throw out some curly ones. So I'm basing my thoughts on the fact that none of those guys get picked, and their next six weeks, including two buyers, is Newcastle, the Bulldogs, Canberra, 
and the Cowboys, and two of those are Origin affected games. And, and they got a few buyers as well. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure out of those games, Dogs and Cowboys after Origin, um, you know, the Cowboys are obviously going to be affected. The Dogs maybe a couple of players as well. Honestly, I reckon they can win three or four plus the buyers, which puts them at six and eight, heading into still an Origin period at the back in that. But that's mostly the next six week block. Yeah, it's difficult. It's hard, it's hard to know. Look, at half time, if you'd asked me, I thought yeah, well, their season's over. They'll they'll do well to finish uh, outside the top four. But uh, what they showed in the second half, I I don't know whether it's an anomaly. I I haven't rewatched the second half. Uh, obviously, watching it live, everything stuck for them. They had all the ball. They got all the penalties. I don't know whether it's just an outlier of a half. I don't. All these people celebrating like their season's going to miraculously turn around on the back of that half. I don't buy into that. I want to see some consistency out of the Panthers. That's going to start this uh, this weekend against the Knights because the Knights are a good side. As you saw, they've pulled Canberra's pants down on the weekend. So for me, they're going to have to string probably two or three wins together to make me believe. Yeah. Uh, at the moment, I don't buy in. I still have them just missing the missing the eight. I think as the season wears on, they're going to climb the table. I don't think they're going to drop down any further than what they are, but whether that's enough to for them to make the eight, I'm not too sure. History tells you that a lot of sides that are in their position currently uh, don't make the eight. Yeah, they fall short by a game or two at best. So it's just a lot of pressure at the back end of the year. You've also got to... We're not taking into account potential injuries and, like you said, guys getting picked for origin, etc. Well, I don't think any of them deserve to be picked, but Laurie Daly's our coach. Well, about the so... only positive thing to come out of their form is that, that they may retain all those players that they thought they were going to lose during origin because on form, none of them should be picked. No. So Tyron Peachy's probably the only one I'd even consider. Yeah, as the bench utility, if you wanted utility. And if you're short on a front rower, James Tamo, I could I could handle that. But we'd have to be down a few uh, well, that, again, are, that are currently fit and healthy, ready to go. Because on form, he's about the sixth or seventh ranked. Yeah, well, out of what would be Clamar, Fafida, Vaughan, Woods... McLean. McLean would be the next one up for me. Like, there's at least five I'd look at before I picked him, mm. to be honest. Um, I'd pick Tamo before I picked Woods. Yeah, That's well, just me. I'm not but, a big yeah. fan of uh, Woods either, but yeah, there's at least four or five guys before Tamo gets to look in for me. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I kind of not getting too excited. Everyone's already going out on a limb. It's still a fair bit of work to do, and everything, even the words of the Panther players, more describe what I said to you when I watched the second half. Isaiah Yo said, "I don't think I've ever been involved in a 40 minutes where everything was so one way." We, they basically said himself that he's never been part of a half that they just you were in control the whole time. Yeah. Um, they had all the ball, and the Warriors didn't do anything wrong. He's just literally, they just couldn't catch a break. Obviously, they had all the footy, all the penalties, just yeah, everything stuck. So, uh, I'm not reading a whole lot into it either. But yeah, I just want to see some consistency. That's more all. just looking at the games here. I think there's a real good chance for a few teams that will be origin affected yeah. and a couple of buyers. I know you're one for that. I'm just not one for it at all. I don't look at the draw. And, like, I looked at the draw on the weekend and thought, there's no hope the Titans can beat the Storm, and they did. Yeah. And I thought, there's no hope that Newcastle or the Raiders lose to Newcastle, and they did. So. Yeah, I look at the draw. I think it can be very deceiving. It's just who turns up on the day, and you fall into that trap. I get where you're coming from. Yeah. You know, when we're looking at it, if we're asking hypothetically, they probably have a weaker draw. Yeah, that's in but my... it's more often. I always say it to you: the games you tick off as they're going to win, they're more like, more than likely the ones you're going to lose because you know that the players are thinking exactly the same thing, and they turn up complacently, like like the Storm did, and like the Raiders did. And that's taking nothing away from Newcastle or the Titans. But on paper, you play those games ten times. Those those teams would win eight out of the ten times. You'd think. Yeah. If but the games aren't played on paper, and that's why we play them. So. Yeah. Hundred percent. Tackle two. Moses's welfare. Obviously, we heard all the stuff about this. He 
apparently got told he was right to go, and that's when the Tigers thought they had Lola here. And then it's been a second time, and apparently he's been moping around. He had an absolute Barry Crocker on the weekend. He missed like nine tackles, didn't run the football. Um, walking around kicking stones, he got Elias and everyone's saying they should just let him go. They're torturing him, rah, rah, rah. Well, excuse me for being one to uh, not support this. And there's people come out and say they're treating him wrong and mental health and rah, rah, rah. I don't think you've got any excuse to be walking around kicking stones when you're on $650,000 and you're playing like an absolute spade. And in my opinion, have been the whole time you've been there and holding a gun to their head. Mm. Yet you get delayed by a couple of weeks, but it's the worst thing that's ever happened in your life. And to me, this shows his mentality. He he's, he's an weak. individualistic, um, selfishly minded. It's about him. What, like it's all about my welfare. Well, you've just dragged the club through a pile of shit for the last six months. Two years. It's not about the Contracts. welfare of the club. If you know, if it was about the welfare of the club and the welfare of your teammates and the welfare of you know, the coaching structures and everything that the Tigers are trying to achieve there, you would have sorted this out earlier. Um, and I know it, it has obviously been sorted, and he was one of the first to sort it out. But just bite your tongue and play the rest of the year. Or give your cash back. Give give your contract back yeah, that's and piss big. off to Parramatta, and they should they should have to pay him. He should be giving money back the way he's playing. It's... I, I, I really... This is the part of it that I don't like, the part of free agency and the part of contracts. For me... I, I believe he should have to honour his contract. I, I totally agree with what Ivan Cleary's stance was. Ivan's now probably got to the point where he's saying, well, this is a bigger distraction than even the games and the team, and I need to put my team first, not any individual. So, Mitch, if you want to go, go. Yeah. Like, knock yourself out. Awesome. I still don't like the fact that they haven't got anything out of it. They've got nothing out of this, the Tigers. They let him go, they get nothing in return. Well, they should have asked for 12, at least, like I said, because next year... I hope there's been some monetary things worked out. I hope Parramatta have given him a nice cheque um, or picking up 75% of his contract. I don't know whether legally they're allowed to. I think legally they just pick it up from now until the end of November or whenever the contract ends. Uh, sorry, the end of October or whenever the contract ends. Yeah, but it's just the remainder of the year. For me, there's a lot of guys at the Tigers busting their ass a lot more than Mitchell Moses, and I'll throw Luke Brooks into that conversation because I think his form since Cleary's been there has gone through the roof. He's playing good footy. Mm. If anything, I'd say, well, piss off Moses, and I'll give Luke Brooks 100k extra this year and, and give him a little bit of a pat on the ass and say, look, good on you, mate. I'm really happy with what you're doing. Here's an extra 100k. Yeah, well, he didn't help himself on the weekend. Obviously, I get that. Yeah, whatever went on, but, but it looks like that was a storm and a teacup yeah, exactly. as well. I was so, say, but, insane, but I mean, there's man. other guys there that deserve the money that Moses is getting. Like you look at David Nofaluma, was just shaking his head at some of the decisions that Moses was making defensively on Friday night. I, I turned it off. I couldn't watch it. It wasn't a first grade game. It wasn't no, it was it, neither side was a first grade standard. That was a dog shit game. Yeah, I wasn't uh, wasn't too impressed either, but. Uh, the whole welfare thing, and it, like I just, yeah. He'd and want to play some good footy now, otherwise, because Parramatta fans are vicious. Yeah. You reckon the Tigers fans are vicious? You wait, if he, he comes and turns up and plays like that for Parramatta, they'll be all over him. Well, he's got a pay rise, he's got everything else for, and Sterlo even came out and said, you know, basically, he was disappointed with the way it is, so I'd be a bit worried if I'm any Parramatta fan out there, because you hit the nail on the head, individual, when you said before, and selfish, and. Um, I can't even believe That's his mindset. I can't even believe this got hang time like oh we'll go to the players association this is so bad I'm oh it's so hard to wait a couple extra weeks until they sort out getting a replacement for you 
to continue getting paid your salary of six hundred fifty thousand. It's so such a hard life to. Wake I was up surprised every day. a lot of the media yesterday jumped on his side, and they had sort of pointed Silly. the gun a little bit at Ivan Cleary. That's ridiculous. Oh, they're going. He should have rang us and saw. Uh, Buzz Rothfield was saying last day. If he just would have rang and had a chat to some journalists, it'd all be sorted out. It's none of your business what they do within that four no. walls. What they want to talk about as far as contracts and things like that, that's their business. That's In the end, you signed to, to the Tigers. Yeah, for $650,000. So just do your job for a couple more weeks. That's what I'm saying. He signed to the Tigers. It's their business. Yeah. but they, got, business. they are going to let him go. That's what I don't get. So yeah. what, two weeks is ruining your whole life, has it? It's so hard to play no, a couple of games. Your job is to play football. Yeah. Just He's play football. Soft. Oh, just yeah, soft. Very disappointing. But tackle number three... And uh, talking about the Sharks a bit generally, just some signing stuff. Big offer for Josh Dugan. Josh Dugan, initial offer at the Dragons, 700000 which was less than what he's on now. He's on about 800 k three years to play centre. Neil McGregor says he's a fullback. As long as I'm here, he's playing fullback. He obviously doesn't have a contract, and Millwood is the one controlling things. So you get the feeling they may be a bit of loggerheads there. But more importantly, on the Sharks side, all these players getting upgrades, people getting signed. They've talked to Gagai. They offered Bird huge money, Townsend, etc., etc. The man who's left out here is James Maloney. James Maloney moved over there on a decent contract at the time, but he's won two competitions, play at Origin. He's on about 500. And all these young halves we talk about, just like Selfish Moses, getting about 850, guys 900 grand, stuff like this. Um, there's been murmurs that he's talking to Melbourne, he's been sounded out, and a few other clubs are interested, and he hasn't quashed them. And he did it again on the weekend when asked about it. And basically said, yeah, well, hopefully I can get a piece of it. But, yeah, we'll see what happens with my contract. I'd love to see him go to Melbourne. He started in Melbourne. Yeah, well, he didn't get a run in our first grade setup, but that was when we were cheating the cap, mind you. So I think he did uh, for a couple of games, but obviously not yeah. consistently. And then he went to the Warriors, but I'd love to see him go there. 100%. But and if, just... the, if the Sharks don't value what he brings and they're not going to pay him a premium, then he's got every right. It's going to be the last contract of his career. So Yeah, he was a late blue. Go for it. And I'm kind of of your opinion like there. If he's on only 550 and everyone, all these young blokes are getting this much and you're willing to offer Bird 9, I'd be walking and saying at least if, I've, if I've only got two years left or whatever or a year on top of this and all this money's getting thrown around, chunk an extra 200 at least on top of mine. I want 750. Yeah. Like, come yeah, on. I would have thought 750. And even that, I reckon, is a good deal. 100%. Because he's an origin player. one-year comp. Yep. You just put him in your team of uh, 50 years or whatever they had last year, and he's only been there for one season. Mm. So, Maybe they're a little bit, been a little bit complacent and just expect him to re-sign. Well, I think they may be thinking what most people did, on a year contract, but there's a difference here. He's delivered something, and he's seen all these young blokes getting smashed around him, and he is a bit of a late bloomer. So he's going, yeah. well, if you like me this much and I've done that much for you, show me a bit of love. Yep. I'm not asking for a million dollars or 900 like Bird, but where's a bit of a top-up or a bit of a pat on the back for winning, you know, win, won you a premiership? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. So I understand that. And the Dugan thing, what do you reckon? They've come in hard. I don't know. They've come in over what the Dragons did, about 850, and their incentive is you're still going to play centre. Yeah. Holmes is a long-term fullback, but we give you an extra year. So, number one, you've had injuries. You're playing reps there. We think you're doing a great job. If Holmes goes down or whatnot, you're going to be a big part of the plans, but we're willing to give you four years of security take you through to 31 and we'll chuck an extra 50 or so on top of it. So 850 to play centre for four seasons is a pretty good deal. Absolutely. Um, and if they were willing to pay Bird, and I talked about this to Gossip is, uh, earlier on, he was saying about the Gagai thing and they went to him. Uh, I'd honestly probably, as much as I think Gagai is a gun centre, I'd prefer Dugan just because of the versatility of playing fullback and playing centre in those few spots. So I think you're better off with him for 850 than Bird for 900. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, agree yeah, with that's that. just my opinion. But interesting times there. See what happens with Maloney. Number four, Broncos, a quiet contender. I know the bookies have got them right up there and some fans out there. And they're someone we talk about every year, but they haven't been super convincing. They've won a lot of games by less than four points. Yeah. Uh, on the weekend, they were down second half. They charged home. But 
I kind of get the feeling, even with the origin period, I just don't think they've played that well, but I'm still worried. Like, Ben Hunt's yet to come back and play his football. James Roberts has missed a couple of games. I honestly think there could be a bit of a cheeky run at the back end of the year where they really, really come to form. And him and Milford, Nick Arima, even I reckon, has been playing quite well the last couple of weeks. But I still think there's a lot more improvement there. And they've just won five in a row. Well, I had them as minor premiers, so this comes as no shock to me. And I thought they, I thought they threw away a lot of games early in the year. They lost a lot of close games, uh, so quite contender. Agreed. I think they're overachieving at the moment with the players they got out. Um, they're just solid across the park. They're very lucky in the fact that they've got a lot of depth, and obviously that becomes through the salary cap, and they accumulate that through having you know more third parties and. It seems like a bigger salary cap than everyone else, but yep. it is the third parties, I think, that puts them in this position that it's next man up. And it's very easy to say, well, we've got a next man up mentality, but you still need to have someone of the quality to go in and perform, and yeah. they're very lucky in that they do. So, uh, look, it doesn't surprise me. I just think it's vitally important for them because you've got this origin period coming up and they're going to lose some guys. They're already missing Hunt. It'll obviously depend on a lot on whether they lose Milford. Like, imagine if they've got yeah. Hunt out, they lose Boyd, yeah. and they also lose Milford. It really only leaves you with McCulloch, and then you've got to play Nicarima, and you've got to find a fullback. And, I, you know, things are going to be a little bit difficult for them there. But that comes with having such a quality list. Those guys are going to go out. So Yeah, I 100% agree. And I had him in my top four. I think I might have had him as my minor as well, we did. But I had him in my I, top no, four. No, I don't think... I think you had Storm minors. I... My only, my reasoning was just for that reason, just for their depth. But I don't think they're going to finish minors now because they dropped a lot of those close games early. But who, who knows, later in the year it may come to well, fruition. Still only one off. I'm not professing to be any sort of expert because no. two or three weeks ago they'd only won two in a row and they were a little bit unconvincing. And you know now they've won, what is it, five or six in a row now, is it? Yeah. Five, but it's so. more... I think Milford's been playing average at best. And mm. I think you look at the grand final, him and Hunt were brilliant, especially Hunt. Yeah. So there's massive improvements in him. Hunt hasn't even been playing. Nick Aramis in good nick, and you've got him as a backup on the bench. I think a lot of guys are chipped in. Oates was even a slow starter, and he's probably going to cost him his origin spot. I think he's getting better. Yeah. I think Maguire and McCulloch have been the two along with Gillette. Those three every week, you know exactly what you're going to get. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I think there's still improvement there, and they've won five in a row, and they're coming second, and they're only one behind Melbourne. So um, origin period obviously hurts. Mm. But I think if all those bits and pieces come back in and James Roberts stays healthy and on the field, they start giving some football early this year and see how much of a weapon he is. Mm. They've got vast improvement. Well, a month ago, if you would have said to me, do you want to jump off that bet and jump onto Melbourne, I would have. Yeah, so, 100%. Yeah. It right. just yeah, it varies week to week. Yep. Uh, number five, some of the refs' calls on the weekend. Obviously, in the Sharks game, a lot of fans disappointed on the Dragon side of things. A couple of forward passes. The Dragons had a couple as well, but not ones that went for tries. And apparently, there's a few people not happy. A play the ball that led to a try that was a knock-on. Yeah. Um, they got darted on multiple occasions, but... We've got Cherry Evans' dive. We've got the forward pass from Tom Travojevic. There was a lot of stuff on the weekend. Well, the, the Tom Travojevic one was clear. That was a forward pass. Yeah. Uh, the tackle in the air, I understand to the letter of the law, it's the, it was the right interpretation, but I still think it's dangerous. I still think any person that leaves the ground to contest a ball that is tackled should be protected. I don't mind it if David Mead went up and contested the ball, yeah, but, he but I thought he just went up to tackle Travojevic, mm. uh, which to me is dangerous. So it, shouldn't, it should be... Just a blanket rule. When when someone's in the air, don't put them in a dangerous position. Just a general rule. Uh, I also think that comes back to a bit of a player code. You shouldn't. And David Mead's not a dirty player either, so I don't I don't want to label him a dirty player because I don't think the play I don't think it was uh, the intent was to injure Tavorovic. It's obviously just bad luck, but 
I do think we need to look at to, at protecting players in that position. To say that just because the ball bounce makes it any different, he's still leaving the ground exactly the same as he would as if he was catching a bomb. So I'm with you on that rule as well, but I'm just defending David May. Like you said, it's within his right to do what he did. Yeah, I yeah. just don't. When you see the result of it, like I said, if he's not going for the ball, you see the difference straight away. Yeah. When you're six foot four. 105 kilos, and a bloke changes your direction, you've got to plant still mm-hmm. while he's driving through you. You saw what happened to his leg. You're not supposed to bend that way. Yeah. On the uh, on the Cherry Evans dive, I exchanged some uh, texts last night with Paul Kent on this because they were they were pretty big on uh, it's a dive and it's a bad look for the game, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I agree with that. I, yeah. I get that. But from my point of view as a coach, and I said to him, as a coach, I, I don't know that if... Daily Cherry Evans doesn't dive, that the shit line that Friday runs doesn't get picked up. I yep. think if he stays on his feet, he's still impeded, but he makes the effort and goes around and they and they score. I don't even think the ref looks at it. I think they blow the try. But for me as a coach, I'm filthy because there's clear indicators that yeah. the, the decoy runners are not allowed to hit, make contact on the outside shoulder of a defender, which exact, is exactly what he did. There's also clear indicators that you're not allowed to stop in the line, which is exactly he what did he both. did. So for me... If I'm Wayne Bennett, I'm, I'm grabbing Sam Thido this week, showing him the video and saying, look, you've done two things wrong here. You've hit, obviously you've run the long, wrong line to start with, but you've also stopped in the line. So I agree it's a bad look. I agree the dive's a bad look, and we, we, we both agree on that. And I think 99% That's... of people in rugby league agree that it's a shit look. And go, even going back to the Gallon incident, we, we agreed he dived. But for me, if, if I'm coaching Aaron Woods, I'm saying, why, why are you him. grabbing him? Yeah, yeah it's just... Control the controllable elements, and for me, I'm saying to Daily Cherry Evans, look, I'm probably kicking him up the ass for diving. Um, it's the look, that but I'm also, it. I'm also sort of saying to him, I get why you did it because if you didn't, I don't, I'm not sure that they look at it. Yeah. I think that also comes back to the confidence that we have in our video referees and the systems that we've got in place in terms of officiating as well. I don't blame the officials for that at all. I, I think once they looked at it saw that it was he'd hit his outside shoulder and impeded him. They had no choice. Yeah. Um, it's more the look that bothered me. I get the inside shoulder and he stopped. Mm. I just hate the look. We're not, so do I. We're I not agree. that game. We're a tough football game. Same as when people stay down when they used to get clipped. That used to give me the shits as well because you look stupid and it just it's not a great look on the game. I think it's the only way game. you eradicate it is if you go to all scoring players are reviewed, yeah. same as the NFL. Take it just on say, look, merits. Yeah, we award the try. If they think it's a try, they award it. If not, they blow it on the field. We live with it. But all scoring plays are just – there's a 30-second window there, there where the bunker goes, does go over it. They, they get the call right. Yeah. Otherwise, just piss the bunker off altogether. I don't, I don't know where – we're half pregnant. Just do one or the other. Yeah. I can live with the referees stuffing up. If, if we're just going to say, look, we're not having any technology. Go for gold. Yeah, I, I don't mind it. it. It won't worry me because I think more often than not, if you're the better team on the day – it takes a really, really poor refereeing performance to affect the result. Mm-hmm. We've seen a couple. Don't get me wrong. We see a couple every year. But really, does it decide the grand final? No. I don't think it does. No. All right. No. Well, tackle six, I had the Tom injury. We've talked about that. So what was it going to sub in? We're going to do it anyway, is our origin teams. And obviously, taking into account, I've done these based on injuries as well. So it's not exactly what I wanted. Um, but I would have liked to have picked... Last week, I had three players in that are now out because of injuries. Yeah. Well, who are they? Basically, at the bottom... Who were they that are out through injury? Well, straight away, it was Hayne and Trevojevic. I've still left Hayne in because they were apparently saying he was named this week. Well, Tom Trevojevic, I would have had in, yeah. Trevojevic is gone, though. Yeah. Um, and there was one other, but I can't remember. But basically, for New South Wales, Mansour, 
Noff, oh, Nofflin is back now. I had Dugan down there, but Woods, who I've had out, but he's back now. Well, Dugan's going to be back. Most of them are back, and Roberts is back. So just about everyone that I had ruled out is back in contention. Yeah. Um, but I basically bit the bullet. In reality, Ferguson's going to play. Dugan's going to play. I wanted to have James Roberts possibly in there and Trebojevic, but it's not going to happen. So going off what we've got, my team for New South Wales, James Tedesco is the fullback. Ferguson and Dugan keep that edge as much as I'm not a big fan of Ferguson, but he played well for Australia. He played well again the other day. Bird and Hayne are the other side centre wing combo. Right, well, we'll I'll stop you there. You've got Pearson Maloney in the halves. Yep. Right, we've got the same one to seven. Yep. Done. Exactly but the same. If Trebojevic was available... I'd have him as well. Who would you have out? I'd have Ferguson out. Yeah. So, and honestly, so we agree? Uh, if Dugan was gone and Roberts was healthy, I would have been happy to pick Roberts. But again, the fact he's come back from an injury, I can't pick him right now. Yeah. And other players that people would talk about, Moylan, hell no, give yourself a triple, and I'm not carrying him as a utility. Well, and not on form, no. And he's not playing 5-8. Everyone keeps reaching no. back to game three. Game three, the series is over. It's not the same intensity. I'm not knocking Origin at all, but when they've already won the series, you can't take it from one yeah, game. And obviously, so, um, James Maloney must have been injured, was he? No, James Maloney played in the halfback. Nine, so who was injured? Moylan played six. Pierce was injured. Or did we drop Pierce? Pierce oh, Pierce didn't play. Didn't play. I wasn't even right. here last year for that Well, this game. is what I'm saying. I was you, in you've, got to, you've got to throw in Pierce, and naturally, Moylan's the one that goes. Yeah, and he's not playing football. We all agree that Pierce is clearly the best half for New South Wales. He wasn't in contention last year. Yeah. So therefore, the one to move move aside is Moylan. He's, he doesn't even play five eight at club. No, and yeah. like, people keep throwing it out there. We won game three. It wasn't a decider. Oh, who gives a shit? Right. And we won it by fluke try at the end. Yeah. So I'm not buying in that theory at all. Ford yeah. pack for me. Uh, David Clemmer, Nathan Peets takes Farrah's spot, even though they're basically confirmed now that Farrah's going to be in. Give yourself a triple. Right. Well, okay, so you're picking Peets, are you? I've got Peets. Right. You you last week you've been on the, probably the McKenna's side. I have right. Let's just let's just agree on this. I've got Pete's, mm-hmm. but let's agree that if it's not Pete's, it's, it's got to be one of them. McKenna's or ne- Pete's. Next man up's Pete's. Right, oh, okay. sorry, McKenna's. Yeah, I'm not. So for me, me, I agree. I, I've got Pete's slash McKenna's. If it's either of them, I'm not going to cry about it because I'm sick of this bullshit. They keep going. Oh, we need to go away from it, but oh, but we need experience. Well, how many times are you going to go back to the well? Yep. At some point, you've got to bite the bullet and realize. And what else can he do? He makes his tackles 50-plus every week. He's uh-huh. put a nice short kicking game. He's snagged a few. When the marker's not there, he runs and he makes his tackles. Yeah. He does his job. Pete's I've got some questions because he hasn't played a whole lot. He's been injured, and we've seen some ruck deficiencies, but that's just your team in general. Your ruck defense is awful at the yeah. Titans. So yeah. I think that level of football suits him to a T. He's very angry. He's I aggressive. Think who's got more upside? I think Pete's. I think but who's really, gonna, who's really going to go in and do your solid job is McKinnis. It's McKinnis. Yeah. And yeah. I think he does more than a serviceable job. He's been yeah. right up there with the best nine so far this year. Agreed. And that's why the dra- that's a big reason why the Dragons are right 100%. up there. 100%. So Clemmer, Peets, Fafita, uh, that's a no-brainer. Back row is a no-brainer. It's Cordner, Graham for me. And I know a lot of people have said Vizel, DeBella and Trebojevic, Jackson for Locke. Chaboyevich is my lock, and I've still got a lot of those guys on the bench, and for different reasons, but I'll explain. But right. Jake is playing in the middle. It's basically an extra front row. He's got the skills to tip the ball on, and anyone that suggested that Graham and Cordner, one of them goes to the bench or plays elsewhere, give yourself a triple. Right. Okay. You've got halves with their back rowers from their club sides. It makes sense at stage. Yeah. Right. So you've got Fafita starting. Yep. So um, do I. Clark. I've got Fafita and Vaughan. I think Vaughan, to me, is the form front rower in the comp. I start him. Uh, and then I've got Cordner and Graham. We agree on that. And I've got Frizzell at lock. Yep. Just because I, I like those three. I, I think those three, for me, if they're not... I, I think Cordner and Graham have to play a full game. And for me, Frizzell's got to be on there for 60 minutes. Yeah. Well, my um, thing... Is- and I, you've got Jake Trebojevic here. I can't argue with that either. I, I see your thinking. Um, 
I've, I've also got Clamour. You've got him starting, but I've got him on my bench. So let's go to our benches. Yeah. We, we, yeah. So we've, we've got all those players anyway. We've just got them in different slots. We've got different thoughts on that because I've gone less on the front row side of things. I want Clamour out there because he does a simple job. I want him yeah. to get bashed for the first 20 minutes for me. I've got Vaughn on the bench, but that's because either him or Fafita, I want one coming off the bench who brings a different element. Frizzell, I agree with you, but I've put him on my bench as well because Trebojevic, you know what you're going to do. He's an up and down solid player. I want Frizzell almost like I do my front row to come on, play tight, and make a massive impact. And he's well, going to get me, plenty of minutes. I uh, I know that Queensland is struggling in the front row, hundred percent. So I'm going to go. I'm going my big guns. I'm going Vaughan. I'm going Feeder, Frizzell. I'm going massive in the middle just to try and take advantage of that early. But yeah, let's go. Let's go to our bench. Well, I'll, I'll name my bench. I've got Jake Tabrovic, so I agree with you there. Yep. I've got David Klemmer, so I agree with you there. I've got two two of your starters on my bench. Yep. My other two, I've got Jordan McLean, and I've got Josh Jackson. Yeah. So that's my side. If I if he's going to pick an 18th, I'd pick uh, Tyron Peachy. Yeah. Well, I've got Frizzell. As a utility type player. Frizzell's basically going to be playing that front row role, and I'm still going to give him about 50 minutes. Clemmer's the one who's probably going to get the least amount. I'm going to give him probably two 20s, yeah. and he's just a smash-up job. I've got Jack DeBellin, and a lot of people are saying, well, how? We talk about defence, we I talk about attack, yeah. and the ball playing. He does a similar... And form? He plays tight like a front rower. He runs just as good. He's a link player. He hits like an absolute truck, and form counts or something. Vaughan's been the form front row in the competition. Yep. He's better than Aaron Woods. I'll argue with anybody about that. McLean plays for Melbourne, but I don't think he's done enough to prove it to me. Uh, he was in the Aussie squad. I could live with that, but yeah, Vaughan's in there. And I've got Jackson, but I'd be happy with Peachy if you wanted utility. But my thoughts on Jackson is similar to Graham and Bird. Bird can play six, centre, back row at a heartbeat if you want him to. Graham can play in the halves, also defend the centre spot. And Jackson, we've seen, is a lockdown defender. If you've got desperate need to push someone out to cover that spot in the centres, he's there. And our back line has multiple fullbacks. And centres, if anyone thinks centres are picked based on their defense, uh, attack for origin, you're kidding you're yourself. You're kidding yourself. They're picked for defence. Yes. And we have multiple. So we've got the same side. But you've got DeBell and I've got McLean. McLean. And right, I'd be fine. happy with McLean, and right. I'm not picking Aaron Woods. And I'm not we're, picking we're, we're, or we're splitting hairs when we're talking about the bench. Let's go to Queensland. This, yeah. this should be probably a little bit easier. So, just running through that quickly, though. Tedesco, Ferguson, Dugan, Bird, Hayne, Maloney, Pierce. That's right. identical. Yeah, and you've got Fafita, so that's identical. Yep, we, so. we agree we've got Pete McInnes. That's identical. We both agree Corner Graham. That's yep. identical. So we've got just 11. Start. I've got Vaughan starting. You've got Clemmer starting. Yeah. I've got Frizzell starting. You've got Trebojevic starting. Yeah. But go to the bench. You've got player. Vaughan and Frizzell on your bench. Yep. And I've got Trebojevic and Clemmer on my bench. Yeah. Uh, I've got Jackson. You've got Jackson. The only difference is I've got Jordan McLean. You've got Jack DeBell. And if you want to take a couple into camp, I will take Peachy into camp. Yeah. Who else? Um, and if he wants to take three like he did last time, I'd happily take McLean because I think he's going to be part of it at some point. And I take McInnes again because realistically, if it's going to be him and Pete's fight for the future, I'm fine with that as well. Yeah, okay. So for um, me, I'd say, yeah, I'd take DeBellin definitely if you're going to go on form. And yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to take the other hooker. If we're going to start scrapping people, and I'm willing to do that and people won't agree, my pen is through Tarmel. He's done. He's yeah. not playing again. My pen is through both of the Morrises. Only one I might bring back if I'm desperate is Brett. Is Brett. Yeah. And Josh, I'd consider again, you talk about defense, but I think we've got enough now that we can't reach back to the well. So that's just me. No, I agree. Uh, and Farah wouldn't any be anywhere near it, but guess what? He was at the launch yesterday. Robbie Farah, uh, sorry, Daly loves him, and he's probably going to be there. So, If he is, I'm going to fucking blow a gasket. Trent Merritt's still in my calculations if he plays good football, but this year right now, no way. Moylan, same deal. He's not playing good football, and I don't rate him as much as everyone else does to play six in all these spots. I don't know what people are seeing. Mm. I really don't. No. So at the moment, I want to see better form. Uh, Queensland. 
take into account again, you've got no Inglis, no Scott, Thurston possibly missing, uh, Hunt, Seguiar, a couple of guys that weren't in contention really. Welch, they've all been in like the fringe squad, but you wouldn't really look at them. And Norman now injured changes uh, my side, but I've got Slater, Boyd, Gagai, Chambers, and Holmes. I've got exactly the same. Yep. Uh, Morgan, again, I would have had Norman, but he's injured, and he's basically admitted that Morgan's going to get that spot if JT's not there. So this is without yeah, JT. I'm saying Thurston's there. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, if he's not, right. Morgan and Cronk. Thurston, Cronk. Yeah, well, Thurston and Cronk, but if not, Morgan, Cronk. Yeah. Front row, I've got Maguire, Smith, and Napa. Right, I've got Wallace, Smith, and Napa. Yep. Uh, my back row, I have Papali, Gillette, and Thida at lock. I have uh, Papali, Gillette, and Maguire. Yep. And on the bench, I've gone... It's a hard one. I've got two debutants. Cohen Hess is a shoe-in for me. And I've got Hess, yeah. Jared Wallace is also debuting for me. Yeah. But like you said, if Morgan is not playing six because Thurston's not there, he's my utility. Yeah. If not, I had McCulloch as a possibility. But if if you want to go all out forwards, I'll have Kafusi and Guerra on the bench. Yeah, Kafusi's form on the weekend worries me a little it's bit. It's one I've got, game, though. He's been great every yeah, other week. I've got Morgan as my utility. Um, I'm then going to pick Hess, Guerra, and Thiday. But for me, I just I feel as though I'm a front row short. So well, I may have to push Papali up into the front row, mm, put Guerra or, or play Thiday as a front row. Thiday's a, Thiday's a big boy. It, for me, he's got to go I, on and play front row. That's why I've got him lock, basically, because him or Maguire, either way, if you want Maguire to play a full game. Well, but for I, me, Maguire's playing a full game. I need him to be that dirty man, though. I don't think they've got enough forwards. And I think you've got Wallace and these kind of guys. Mm. Um, but you've got to pretty much go all forwards. If, if JT's there and Morgan's there, that's fine. But Hesson Wallace, for me, are shoe-ins. And then the last one, they, he, he's already said he's going to pick Nate Miles, but this is who I'd pick. And I looked at who... So he must be playing... He's going to play Nate Miles as a front row. He's going to be a front row. So for me, for Theda, Vaughan... We should hammer um, them in the We middle. should kill Nate Miles. Yeah. We should murder should. Miles. We should get into every, stuck into all their Should points, really. Back right. rowers, we've got just as good. Our bench should absolutely murder them. And we should just tear apart these old fellas. If JT's got a bung shoulder, Cronk's too busy band, Love lost his band up and down this year. Smitty's an old man. We should dead set just pick out those three and give them a bath the whole time. And yeah. when Nate Miles gets in, all those young uh, guys with dynamic footwork and power, Vaughan, Fafita, Frizzell, I'd just be absolutely hammering someone like that, absolutely chopping him to pieces. Yeah. And simple game plan, because Laurie Daly can't seem to figure that out either. Uh, playing over all these bits and pieces, direct, fast, pushing in numbers, have Tedesco just sniff around on absolutely everything, and we just play that way. Play straight, fast, direct, numbers, offloads, simple football. Yeah, I agree. And all right, beat let's the absolute on. crap out of them. But let's that's go. our origin sides. We'll get your thoughts because we're a week away from it. We know that Dopey's probably going to pick something completely different, but um, I think you pick either one of our sides that we win that series. That's uh, God, I hope he picks the right team. But that is the set of six. Plus our origin sides doing the fan questions now. Um, there was a fair few that popped up that we'll start on Twitter. Hey, boys, and this is Joey, Dragons Man Forever. What more should be done to police forward passes? It's costing teams two points. Sure, the bunker can be used. Thanks. Mm, if it's a blunder, I don't have a drama with it. Yeah. Uh, uh, the bunker picking it up. Touch charges need to do more. They should have got that on the weekend, simply. Oh, and that's my please. thing. You, you wouldn't think that Trebojevic has passed. two referees and two, two touch charges, and we can't pick it up. Yeah. I don't want technology intervening on everything, but I can see where you're coming if from. If it's an absolute stinker, I'm happy for the bunker to say, look, that's a, the, the, the pass is yeah. on five metres forward. I don't think anyone... Would have a problem. Look, if I'm a Titans fan and say that 
say, put myself in, I'm a Manly fan on the weekend, and that pass gets called back by the bunker, I'm not blowing up. No. I'm not blowing up. How could you I'm saying up? it's gone five metres forward. Look, I'm probably cranky because I'd say, well, I've seen 100 of them go forward and this one's the only one we picked up. But I think if, as long as we're more consistent with it, um, yeah, I think we've got to start getting the calls right because it's embarrassing, especially when we can see. And on oh. one replay, you can tell it's just a blunder. So. It was very embarrassing. It's mm. a bad look, but, yeah, it's just one of those things. The dra- I felt sorry for the Dragons. I, don't know, I still don't know whether they would have won on the weekend but because they just didn't have enough points in them for me, but they, they were the better side. Yeah, well, thankfully, in Brisbane's case, it didn't end up affecting the result. It didn't, but, but the, it put them on tilt for a long time in that game. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Mitch, should the game get rid of penalty goals, slows the game down and taking away some excitement of the games, in no. my opinion, thoughts? Well, you have to no. have it. My thing about the goal kicking, and I thought we were policing this more often, there should be a shot clock on that. They're getting back out to 90 seconds and stuff like that now. Mm. I thought we had got to the point where we said it was 50 or a minute or something like that. Surely you've got... For a to- penalty kick... Not even a penalty kick, just the shots at goal. Like, at the end of the games the last few weeks, there's been some important games, and blokes milk it for 90 seconds. I thought we got to a point where we kind of capped that or were trying to uh, stop time. Or As a former goal kicker, like, it also depends on how quickly the referee gives you the mark, how quickly the tee's out there. Like, if they've all got a routine. Yeah, but I'm talking set-up. Like, set-up, some of them are just taking an talking... age, depending yeah. on circumstance in the game. I get nah. all that, but on T standing there, some guys are literally taking a piss. Yeah, what what they should do is have a look at how long it takes the kickers to set up in the first half of games. And then whatever the average of that is, is have that as a rule. I reckon 50 seconds or something like the shot clock. I wouldn't even know what it is, but is I just know that the worst thing as a goal kicker is to be rushed. Like, yeah. you don't want to feel as though you've been rushed. Well, if I gave you the tee and told you you have 50 seconds, are you being rushed? Surely I you... don't know because I don't know how long it used to take me. But, but tea, I know, I know that it was never, unless obviously you're like quick, we're going to get back and I'd get it down and yeah. I'd still go through my routine. But, but yeah, I, I get seconds. it. Yeah, and if... we're in the entertainment business as well in the fact that, I don't know. Yeah, 50 seconds seems like a long time, but That's... I honestly don't know. You'd have to... You'd have to get out there and time it. That's referee watching you when the kid gives it to you and you get the tee. 50 seconds so easily. Pl- like, I seriously, thought, if you can't knock one over then. I would have thought 30 seconds would be a fair amount of time. Well, that's what I mean. Something in between even. But yeah, over sometimes they just literally... Well, it's stand. 40 seconds for scrums and dropouts, isn't it? 30. It's 40, it's I think it is. Oh, well, yeah. I, I'm not sure. I never pay attention to it the seems, shot It seems to be long enough. They long milk enough. that for as much as they can to have a break. So. Yeah. Uh, Adam Stevenson, have the Raiders been worked out by everyone this season? I don't no. think they've been worked out. I just don't think they're playing how they did no, last year. They're just playing poorly. They're playing really poorly. They look slow. They look lethargic. They look unfit. Uh, they the look spark. unenthusiastic. The they're spark. not playing straight. They're playing to the corner posts. Uh, they need to become more direct and use their size. They're such a big side. Rely on your uh, your big fellas. But the spark's not there. That excitement last year. They had all that... Josh Hodgson isn't, isn't out at dummy no. half and doing the things he was doing last year. I just think it all comes back to their forward pack. Their best player is the one who just had a week off getting suspended prior to that was Papali. He's the only one who's been really consistent, and Jack Whiten's been really Jack good. Jack Whiten's been good. The halves have no idea what they're doing. They're basically absent. Hodgson, whether he's got niggles or not, or whether he's just not happy, hasn't been playing well. The rest of the forwards are taking the piss. Leilua started the year on fire. He's just fallen into a hole again where he looks disinterested, and he's... Been up and down. Rapana was the other one who's been really good, but he's struggling right now because they're going so bad as a whole. Mm. And their bench isn't delivering, which is the other thing that was so good for them last year. Uh, I know they've had a couple of injuries and had a couple of guys and they probably don't want to use, but you look at all those areas, there's not a whole lot that is similar to last year. But just general effort needs to pick back up and excitement for the game. Yeah. We used to watch them last year and they'd be bubbling. 
They'd want to blow teams off the park. That's not there this year. It's not there at all. Yeah. Um, error. Bunker needs to be used more for blatant errors in the game. So basically, I think he's getting that some of the stuff we saw on the weekend. So some of those forward passes. And he's talking about here you know, things by refs resulting in try, no try. Pretty poor week for the refs. We agree on that. But yeah. yeah. There's some They're absolute, not going to get them all right. No, nah, but there's some absolute blatant ones that you look at and you go crossed, you know? Yeah. Uh, Bashford on here Mitchell Moses and how great was the Titan Storm well we've game? spoken about Mitch Moses Mitchell Moses like I said you've heard our opinion on that one and the Titan Storm game it was a cracker but I tell you what neither was too worried about tackling no from a entertainment standpoint it was entertaining yeah brilliant. but from a technical standpoint and a coaching perspective it wasn't very entertaining yeah there's some pretty soft tries yeah um, Benny Stora Millennials are they the most self-centered entitled footballers to ever play at rugby league hashtag Mitchell Moses well, I think Mitchell Moses is selfish, and I've stated that earlier in the in the show. But I don't think there's too much different between millennials and everyone else. I, I don't buy into that. I just think it's the the, the, the structures and the rules that we put around them. I think we're far too lenient in the way that we deal with them, uh, and we're probably a little bit softer than what we used to be in terms of rules and punishments and things like that. I, I think if if we went back to the tough old ways that we used to have in terms of rules and structures and punishments, I think they quickly adapt. I, I think if you said, you know, the rules are going to be tougher or you don't have a don't have a contract, I, I'm sure they'd take the contract. Mate, take your 650K and shut your mouth. These yeah. are, they're asking you to play a couple of weeks until they sort another player out. That's mm. what made me so angry. He's making it seem like he's locked in for a couple of years or they're not going to not let him go for the rest of the year. They're, they're waiting. self-entitled because we allow them to be self-entitled. Yeah. But they're just waiting to get Lola here over. They're waiting for... The Warriors don't let him go because they want Martin. So when that domino falls, the other one falls. Yeah. I can understand them just going, look, just get out of here. That's fine. But the way they've carried on, I, I wouldn't have been the first. Though. I wouldn't have been the first one to drop the domino. But yeah, I'm just looking at it going seriously. Just get out, just leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martin Schlack, who is going to be the goal kicker at the Tigers next year? It looks like we have no one lined up, and to be competitive, you need one. Well, Luke Brooks kicked in the twenties, mm-hmm. uh, and even I think his first grade debut at the Sydney Cricket Ground there against the Dragons that game, he knocked a few over. So they'll find one right now. I wouldn't be too worried about that. They definitely will find one. But the only one that springs to mind who will be part of the side next year is Brooks. He hasn't kicked for a few years, but I'm sure he can work on it the off season. It again. seems to be fair to say, look, you're going to be on the field all the time, and yeah, halfback part of the gig, goal kicker. You've got it sorted. So yeah, Daniel Friend, our Origin sides. Well, we've done that. We just got that one before, so good timing with that champion. Jack Marquand, uh, wouldn't mind hearing who you think is the best young player for each team. Young player meaning 20 or younger. Or in the team or outside the team. That's a fair few to go through if you're going to go 20 or younger. Mm. Well, let's think off the top of my head. Well, the Sharks. Oh, Christ. Well, who's on top of the comp? Well, Jaden Braley's only just come out of the 20s. I like, uh, there's a kid that plays for Newcastle, the hooker at Newcastle. We're talking about the under-20s, are we? Yeah, he said under-20s. Well, uh, he said, I think, in your... He said 20 or under. Best young player for each team. Young player meaning 20 or younger. I'm not going to give you all of them. No, well, I can't do all of them. Tom you... Starling. I really like Tom Starling from... Newcastle. From Newcastle. Yep, he's a good hooker. Um, uh, I can give you a couple. Got? In the Canberra Raiders setup, they've got a couple of good guys. Emre Gula, front rower. Yeah. Young bloke there. Aussie schoolboy the other week. And also the back rower, Jack Murchie at Canberra. Very yeah, good young uh, back rower. Lachlan Lamb, Troy Dargan. From yep. uh, Lachlan Lambs from the, the Roosters. Roosters. Troy Victor, Dargan is from the Eels. Is Victor Radley there? Victor Radley at the Roosters. He's part of the extended squad this week. He was another Aussie schoolboy. Uh, Tui Afualo, he's he's going to be a good player. He's only young. He's at the Eels also. Reese Robson, hooker at the Dragons under 20s. Australian 20s representative last week. Grabbed a double. Jay Field, you've already seen. Oh, 
Here we go. He's got me rolling now. Just having a look through some of these uh, teamless from the weekend. Uh, Corey Allen at the Broncos, the fullback. He's also another one of these junior representative players. They just let one go, actually, to the Titans this week. Keegan Hipgrave, gun front rower, 20s eligible. He's just moved to the Titans. I'd like to say Tyron Roberts-Davis, but we've seen how he's gone. Yep, George Fye, another Broncos one. Didn't get the debut last week. Been at the extended squad every single week. Penrith well, have still got a swag. Penrith have got, they've got Wade Egan, who's a good young nine. They've got Dean Bloor and Jerome Luai. In the halves, yeah. Reed Izzard is going to be a really, really, really good player. Defensively, he's probably the best kid I've ever coached in terms of his defence and his technique. Yep. Uh, in the Storm system, there's a young centre, Sale for now from memory, absolute monster, scored some pretty good tries. Uh, Ray Stone, former West Tiger, played uh, Aussie Kangaroos last week. He's moved uh, over to Parramatta now. Ryan Pappenhusen, he's only just got into the Tigers' Holden Cup side, but he's a he's a kid to watch. I think the Storm just signed him. Yeah, he's had some injuries. Maureen Hiroti at the Rabbitohs, they wanted to get him into first grade, possibly this year, end of the nines. He came over from Rugby Union. He's only 17, I'm pretty sure. So. Yeah. Um, there's a lot out there, but most of them, honestly, if you look at the junior list from the last week's Australian Kangaroos game, most of the guns are in that seat. At the Dragons, they've got a pretty good haul coming through. Their 20s are doing well, really Braley's, good. Well, Braley's young bloke, brother. His, his brother, he's good. And Cole Funnigan, Shane, Shane Funnigan's son, yeah. he's a real footballer. He's, he's going to be a good up. player. But at the Dragons... The, the winger, that winger, Sione Katoa, there's a Sudanese winger that plays for the Sharks... Uh, Watching play SG Ball last year, and I'm, I apologise if it's not Sione Katoa, but... He's a he's a machine, this kid. That Dragons 20 side, though, the halfback Jackson Willis, from memory, has vision lost in one eye. I've watched him play. He's a goer. He's yeah. absolutely outstanding. Uh, Sailor's young bloke, Tristan, actually goes very well. But the nine, Reese Robson, I've got a big rap on at the Dragons. The only other one I'd mention is uh, Michael Doolan. He was at the Eels. Um, he was a 5'8 from, from the Eels. Goes quite well. I don't know whether he'll play first grade, but he's he's a pretty solid player. Yeah, well, that's a fair. We've given you from we've given a clubs. thousand. Yeah, I could keep going, but yeah. uh, they're basically guys in the under twenties. And another one at the twenties, I actually forgot about because he's playing cup this year, and he has re-signed Blake Laurie, very good front rower. Twenties uh, eligible, played there last year. He's playing New South Wales Cup, played Kangaroos last week as well at the Dragons. It's not, no relation to Dane Laurie, is it? Nah, oh, that's just completely opposite. But they've that's got it. I'm telling you, Dragons fans, uh, there's a pretty good haul of kids there. But if you watch your twenties, watch the halfback. He's literally he's got vision going in one eye. Jackson Willis. He is tough as nails. He's a good footballer. I've spent the day, uh, actually spent the day out at Endeavour Sports High. We played Endeavour Sports today, play their first grade side, but Illawarra Sports High's under 15s were playing Endeavour, and I think they, they got the chockies. So there's a lot of good young kids out there in the Illawarra district, and they're, gonna, they're only going to come through the St George uh, system. You'd hope they'd get them into the 20 system. So, look, I know a lot of the people in the St George Illawarra merger aren't overly happy, but you look at the demographic at St George. It just it's dictated that Illawarra is probably going to have more players feed through that system than Watson Georgia just, just because named, of the demographics. Just name five good kids, and then you look at last year, like uh, Lay Lewis playing Cup now. Jacob Host is a really good footballer. Yeah. Dufty has been injured yet to play. Well, Jack Bird, he's Milne, an Illawarra product. Bird, like there's a lot there, but their twenties are really good. There's a couple in Cup, and they're all playing these junior rep systems, which you want pushing through if you're going to lose players, which they're going to. Like Packer's gone now. Dugan's possibly going. Correct. All right. They're getting a nice little stash. Let's punch so through these. That's plenty. But Jeremy Van Tempest, what are your thoughts on Mitchell Moses getting released? Well, we've, we've already covered that. Yeah, move that on. One. Justin Bear, what team is going to strive to the origin? The Warriors. Pick? Warriors, the obvious one. Every Penrith, I year. think, if those guys don't get picked. Yeah, if they don't get uh, those three guys in, they should strive as well. Cameron Patmore, Jason Taylor's assistant with the Chooks. Do you think it has an influence? Oh, his influence that helped destroy the Eels? No, he's only no. been there three days. No, no. 
three days. But it's a good signing. That's where he was beforehand. I think JT is, is going to be a great assistant. He's think- got a lot of things to give. He's obviously a very talented half. He's a good goal kicker. He's a good kicker. He's had that NRL experience. He's gone through a lot of shit. What He's seen a lot of shit. Tedesco, though, that's a bit awkward. That didn't seem like a great role. I know it's not going to have yeah. a big thing because he probably won't have a lot of one-on-one time with him, but it's still a bit awkward to rock maybe, up maybe, JT's there. Maybe to start with, but when they're successful and you're winning, and I don't think it's really... Well, he's not the head coach. That's the main thing. No, so. I, I think it's the best spot for him. I don't want to see JT as a head coach ever again. I, he always looks too stressed out, and he puts himself at clubs where he just gets... He's under yeah. the pump. He's taking a couple just of Just sit jobs. at the Roosters, mate, while ever, and just sit with Trent Robinson. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Holland's Raiders to make the eight is the anchor leg for his winter sports mouldy based on his brother's guarantee. I think here he's basically saying that his brother's a shithouse punter. Raiders tragic. They got hammered by 13 plus by the Knights on the weekend. Is it his fault for being that much of a mock or is it his for listening to him? Well, mock, yeah. Well, yeah. you shouldn't listen to him. You need to, uh, you need to run your own race. Yeah, your brother. You know, in the end, it's your cabbage that's on the line. So your brother has zero uh, yeah. connection to that bet, apart from the fact he's tipped you into it. But yeah. We both tipped ourselves into some shit horses and some shit bets over the time, but you don't blame a, uh, a bad tip. No, if you've you know, taken the tip, it's your own Taking the tip, that's You take the risk, so... Yeah. And you know what? No one's... Uh, you wouldn't be riding on there if he had tipped you up. You wouldn't be giving him love saying, my brother's a legend. Yeah, he tipped me into the Raiders, so... Yeah. Uh, Johnny, You'd be saying, I, you know, I picked the Raiders. Yeah, that's right. Taking the credit for yourself. You're taking the Raiders and taking the cash. Johnny's asked about Penrith as well. You heard our thoughts on that. George Kronitis, how much did the week off impact teams' momentum and form reading into round 10? Who benefited most and who suffered most? Well, I think it did make an impact. It depends. Like, Melbourne had 18 guys playing rep round, so it wasn't really a week off. But then mm. you look at the Bulldogs, and they were adamant no one was playing, and then he gave two players, and they turned up and played like absolute, you know, horse manure. Mm. They were awful. So Look, I don't think any NRL coach is going to say that a long turnaround's a bad thing. No. I think it came at a perfect time the week off. I know the guys that obviously had more players in than the others, that would have hurt them potentially, but to change of scene, scenery, I don't see any negatives to it, apart from the fact that you know, I get it from the Bulldogs and the Cowboys and that they had a short turnaround on the back of those games. But as you said, the Cowboys didn't feed any players into it anyway. Uh, the Bulldogs no. didn't feed any players into it anyway. They should be embarrassed because, like I said, I know Melbourne weren't great, but they fed 18 in, still yep. almost got a win. They just were awful. And they, they only gave away like one or two guys max. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. And I think the other one for me, it probably helped someone like South. They sat down, had some hard truths, reshuffled their side, but yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think it had a big effect on many teams. It was just more embarrassing for the Bulldogs than anyone, in my opinion. Uh, where do you reckon Tyron Roberts' best position is? That's from Ben Richards. I reckon it's at halves. Same. Fullback, he can do a job, but I think he's a seven or a six. He can play either of those roles quite well. Yeah. Um, Ian Stanmore, how hard is it to be a Newcastle supporter? I'll get the great win on the weekend, then learn that Gagai is coming to Red for next year. He's a Rabbitohs member, but he has a lot of respect for how much the club is digging in every week at Newcastle. Yeah, I don't think it's going to play a massive role. They've got enough good kids coming through at Newcastle. They've got a bit of money there. They've only just got to they've just got to sign one marquee player, and then it'll, it'll roll on. Still hurts though, because I know the options there, and he's probably going to get more money and go to a club that he thinks is going to win straight away. But it's got to hurt mm. when, when you don't really have too many players. Good or, riddance. If he doesn't want to be there, good riddance. Yeah, I'm fine with that. But they're trying to get these rep players in, and one's about to just walk out. Yeah, good so, riddance. Yeah, if you don't want to be there, I'm, I agree Catch with you. But. Ah, just it hurts sometimes for some clubs. Good work by Newcastle, by the way. But Nigel Huntley, should DC or any other weak human that takes the easy way out diving be considered to play the most watched, toughest, best advertisement in Pink Globe game, Origin? Or should we be fine with letting this culture caused by modern-day NRL coaching seep in more into Origin? Yeah. 
I don't, I don't, uh, I don't agree that it's the coaching because the coaches shouldn't have an impact on the rules. The coaches shouldn't be setting the rules. They shouldn't be setting the parameters. The, the that's the job of the officials and the governing body, which is the NRL. So, to me, the coaches coach to the rules that are set down. They should have no impact on them. If you heard my opinion on it earlier. I hate the look. We both hate the look. The diving is soft, but at the moment, they're going to continue to do it while ever there's a benefit in it. And I just don't think that the rules and the systems we've got in place pick up the obstructions like they should. So the coaches, if that's the only way they're going to get picked up, they're going to encourage their players to dive. They're not going to come out and say that. But behind closed doors, if they're contacted in an illegal manner, they're going to say, make the most of it as what you can. Yep. So it's picked up. Because in the end, Nigel, if it's your team that loses a game because of that, you know, say you are a uh, you are a manly fan, and that try is allowed, and then you go back and have a look at it, you'd be filthy. Yeah. Um, and I think if he didn't dive, it's not going to get picked up, and the try would be awarded. I just think we really, as I said before, that my solution is that we go to have a thirty second window after every try, we review scoring plays, and they can have a look at that and go, look, that's that's a, an illegal obstruction. Terry Evans has been disadvantaged. He's landed on the outside shoulder and he stopped in the line. Yeah. No try. So. And as bad as it looks, you're asking, should he be considered a player origin? Let's put it this way. If he was playing like he was two years ago after they uh, won the comp and he was the next best thing since sliced bread with foreign and all that there, he'd be considered regardless. And what Coaches shits me don't is, care about little moments like that. They care about the player and how they're playing and who they are. Paul Kent said this last night on NRL 360 that coaches go in there and they just – they play their own guitar. Oh, of course it was an obstruction. And yeah. the other one says, of course it wasn't an obstruction. Of course they Surely did. you're both smart enough to go, look, this is technically what happened. And whether you finish up on the right side or the wrong side of it, you can both get in there, have a laugh afterwards and go, look, in the end, it didn't it didn't affect the, the result of the game. But overall, if that's a major semi or it does play an impact on a game, we need to get these right now. So later in the year, we are 100% on what is an obstruction and what isn't. And I think the clouds are only getting cloudier. The sky's only getting cloudier. It's not getting any clearer mm. on obstruction. So, But for me, I thought it was a right call. I just don't like the way that we, we got there. Yep. Cam Allen, what do you boys reckon about the Toronto Wolves concept in the UK League 1 comp? They are killing it so far. It's a good concept. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good way to branch, uh, to, to get North America involved in uh, rugby league. It's only, I think it's a four-hour flight from New York over to... Um, Europe. Well, I saw the other one. They played one of their games at home for the first time in Canada, and they hammered somebody like yeah. Oxford or somebody. I like it. By 60. I think it's great. Any anything we can do to broaden the horizon, for, particularly oh. from a club standpoint, club rugby league standpoint, it's better we're going to be. Yeah, I love it. I'm a big fan. Graham Wright. I've got a close up here. Mate Boyd at the Four Nations final Anfield last November. Jesus Christ, he's the biggest human in the world, or what? What was it like back in the twenties in the gym with you, him and Vaughnie? Who was the king of the gym, and how did you keep up? Well, I didn't keep up. I wasn't partners with either of them, and I didn't go anywhere near them. Uh, I was actually quite poor in the gym, but the king of the gym, and still was up until last year when he was down there, because they post their results up, is Vaughny. Vaughny's an absolute freak uh, in the gym. All your power stuff, like squats, leg press, all the biggest things, bench, um, he's quite exceptional. But Boydie, Boydie is ridiculous. The scary thing then, at 20s level, was he was only 17, and they, he had problems. Um, the doctor said he was growing too fast, so that's a pretty... Pretty good problem to have, because mm. I certainly didn't have that problem. Well, he's not playing like a big freak at the moment. Not is right he? now, but uh, as far as it being a physical specimen, yeah, he's, yeah. he's an absolute... Vaughn's form speaks for itself. Yeah. David Grasso, what about Craig Bellamy in the press conference saying, bat down the hatches, it's going to be a tough week. Those boys would have got flogged. Oh, they'll, they'll cop one good dust-up, I reckon. 
But yeah. other than that, I think when he says a tough week, I think it'll be tough in terms of video review and conversations he's got to have with a few of them and potentially some players getting dropped. And they deserve to after that performance. I don't give a shit if they're on top of the comp. It wasn't good enough from uh, a few players' perspective. And I am a Titans fan, but I know that that wasn't Melbourne's best punch. I've seen Melbourne's best punch, and it's left us on the end of some ugly, ugly scorelines over the last few years. So. There's been many 13-pluses out of probably the last 10 games, to be honest. There's Playing been, us? Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, been a couple, a handful. 30 nils or whatever. Oh, yeah, a few where we've, yeah, uh, been able to keep up with you, but yeah. more often than not, you guys are going to be off for us to compete. Diego Montoya, how's Brock's remote doing? Must be happy with that Titans performance with such a shortage of big-name talent left on the market. Which clubs do you think have been the winners and losers of the 2018 trade period for signatures? Well, I've had a little bit on my plate, so the old remotes, the remotes at the, on the back burner at the moment. But, yeah. Um, yeah. You want to my, my remotes are right. Signings, if you want to talk about this year, right now you'd have to say the Dragons. Oh, no, sorry, not the Dragons. The Tigers, because the Tigers are the one who need to start making some moves, and I think mm-hmm. their biggest... Hull was the Ford pack. Um, they've lost three big names, but they're the ones that are really making some moves right now. They've got oh, yeah, the Dragons as well. They've got Hunt. Yeah, and that's a good one. And they locked up Widop, but um, you've obviously got... Yeah, they've locked up Vordy. Yeah, and uh, you look at the Tigers, Packer now coming across, Madalino coming across. They've got Reynolds coming in. So as far as teams that were losing players and trying to retain, uh, I think they've made some pretty good moves so far. But they're one of the ones that need to make some moves. So, mm. uh, And then you talk about the Bulldogs... Not really so much the Woods thing I'm not big on, but getting Kieran Foran's a good coup. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Um, Tohu Harris, the Warriors, hasn't been spoken about because he's been injured. I think that's a good buy, but yeah. there hasn't been a whole lot of bulk movement to one club bar the Tigers. Yeah. Andrew Pointer, not a question as your boys have switched on in week in, week out, that you usually cover my questions in your own set of six. Uh, left a five-star review and just want to say you boys kill it every week. Cheers for putting in the time and effort as you deliver all the time. Cheers, champion. Cheers, Andrew. Much appreciated. Uh, Simon, was Para bad or Rooster showing how good they can be? Both. I think I said it just about every weekly review with the Roosters. If they were played more than 30 or 40 minutes, if they were at least to stay switched on for 60 or so in a game, they'd wipe most teams. And the Mm -hmm. other day, half-time, they were 20 from 21. They had almost 1,000 metres to 500. Jared Rea Hargraves played the first 40, racked up 160 metres. Tokiaho, same. Post-contact metres as a team was almost at 300 by then. They blew them off the park. So yeah. I think Para were bad, but I didn't think they... No forward got over 100 metres besides Nathan Brown. They were dominated by the Roosters. So yeah. they're a real I contender. think it's a mix of both. Yeah. Hugo Hansen, would you give Josh Addo a car go on the wing for the Blues? It'd be nice having an actual winger play there at Origin instead of fullbacks on the wing. Well, his form's been outstanding probably by last week. Um, but would he be considered? Probably not. Has his form warranted consideration? 100%. But I don't think he'll get picked. Or right now, I'd rather have Triple I think he's 12 months away. If he can play consistently again, as he true. has for the first 10 weeks for another year, mm. and uh, he's de- he'd, he'd be on a wing for me. Yeah, he's been very, very good. Zach Maitland, is a time for video refs to be allowed to make calls on forward passes. Well, again, you know, try situations only, of course. Uh, it seems that technology now is available, so use it to make correct calls. Well, we spoke about this. I'm happy for the technology. I know we spend the money on it, but 
I don't want technology to dominate everything. I want the refs to actually be confident enough to make some decisions, and I hate the stoppages that come along with it. Yes, we do want to get the right call, but honestly, I go back to what we've seen before. Every time there's an international game and there's one referee, I think they make better decisions on their own anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Gav Carl, your mate, talk about how great a player Wonga Blake is. He didn't look too good when he was in the sin bin. I was going to say, I think you and may they, have... Uh, uh, they ran three or four players past him for tries, but... You may have... Gavin's in love with him, obviously. So. Forgot that he may have sprinted, but yeah, he got himself binned, and that led to a couple more tries, and yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, short memories. But he's a Panthers fan, so he can't talk to one-eyed fans. No, nah. and uh, is he a good player? He's a decent footballer, but if you think he's an outstanding quality centre and a better player than Tyron Peachy, you should definitely give yourself a triple. <laughs> Troy Schroeder, what's going on at the Raiders? Sticking it to stop babying them and wake the F up. Well, I think, uh, let me tell you, he's a brutal customer. He's definitely not babying him. I think they just need to wake up. Mm. They're lethargic, they're flat, they're not doing anything they did last year. They don't look excited to play football. There's a handful of guys having a go, Paulo, Papali, but Hodgson, Austin, Caesar, who's been basically vacant. I don't even know if there's a soul in that body right now. He's mm. literally a walking corpse. Uh, Lay Lewis, Brox and Diamonds, there's three or four guys having a dig, but the rest of them, they're really, really struggling. Agreed. Agreed. Stuart Bork, Melbourne Storm have leaked... Through 60 minutes in their last two games, do you think... 60 points. Te- oh, 60 points, sorry. Uh, do you think teams have finally worked the storm out, or is it merely a defensive lapse? Well, this happens just about every year that someone has a little period like this where they say, have they been figured out? I don't think they've been figured out. No. You don't go 8-2, and two, um, you know, for no apparent reason. I think at times you just have some bad days and they'll be ironed out. More importantly, I'd be worried at the back end of the year, as I say always, because they're going to be in the finals. If we get round 22 through to 26 and Melbourne's leaking 20-plus points and struggling to close games out, then you've got some things to worry about. But I'm not worried about Melbourne Storm until post-Origin, to be honest. They're not even they've, a team I'm worried about. They've lost seven out of eight heading into finals and won competitions before. Exactly. So, so I'm not going to even consider Melbourne uh, any issues until we get yeah. to those last four rounds, unless they're completely falling apart and look disgraceful. I think the back end of the Dragons game was the fact that they clocked off and they were a mile ahead. They had a player in Kronk the Simbi. got So that, um, that game's false. And the Titans game, I think the Titans... You've got to start giving some credit to the Titans' attack. Oh. I... For me, I wanted to see them score some points. I, I said I said to someone um, that I didn't think the Titans could score 14 points on Melbourne yeah. before the game. So that shows how much I know because uh, they comfortably went through Melbourne. Now, whether that's our attack or Melbourne's defence has been off a little bit, I don't, maybe a mixture of both. The number one thing that I keep hearing, and it's a fantastic stat, and I'm you know we're not big on it all the time, but you guys have the best conversion rate inside 20. So mm. I mean, good ball, you convert your four-point opportunities better than any other side in the comp, yeah. which regardless of where you are on the ladder, the amount of injuries you've had, the amount of change, the amount of crap you've had to go through, and the off-field stuff, that's amazing. Yeah, I just don't know. You're the number one team inside 20, which is, sometimes is the hardest place to attack, especially mm. when you're well, right I think it line. is. We talk about it. it. So you got to get depth, shape, you're under pressure. So I take, just wish yeah. our defense inside 20 was the best. So it's got to find that balance, I think. 100%. Uh, Chris France, why haven't the Titans re-signed Nathan Peets? He should be their priority signing. Quality hookers are hard to find. They should be paying overs for that guy. Well, I think we've said it a few times. The last signing, but I don't know whether I pay overs or I wouldn't pay overs, and I think we said probably I, the maximum I would pay is probably close to six. And if you want six fifty or something like that, there'd be incentives. He's had injuries. Um, he's been to a couple of clubs, and we, it is a premium position. But I want some things in place to make sure I'm not getting ripped off. Yeah. Aaron uh, Wright, last one we've got uh, is Moses the biggest sook in the NRL. I would be pissed if I was a Paris supporter and watched him behave like a sport ten year old. I would have sat him. For the rest of the season, he doesn't deserve to play the game. Well, we've covered this. Still, I think sums it up if you're a Parramatta fan, mate, or I don't know if you're a Tigers fan, but 
Um, when one of your best players ever is pretty disappointed or speaking about the actions, I think that says what they're going to get. Individually minded, quite selfish, and man, it must be so hard. $650,000 just to play a couple more games until they sort out their half situation. Yeah, I think it's he's acting like a sook. Yeah. No doubt about it. Biggest 100%. sook in the NRI, I don't know. 100%. And uh, that wraps up fan questions. Thank you for all uh, sending all those through. We look forward to them every week. If there's any late ones, we'll do our best to answer them during the week. And uh, our power rankings now. This week, instead of going 1 to 8 like we usually do, because it's getting close to the halfway point and the buyers are about to kick in, we're going to go 1 to 16 and reasoning why. And this is based, this is right now. And we're yeah. taking everything into account. Injuries, yeah. origins coming up, all these bits all of right, here we go. Let's go. Uh, number one, I have the Sydney Roosters. Number one, I've got the Storm. Number two, I have the Storm. And again, I think they're both self-explanatory. You're going to have the Roosters at two, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. They're the two best sides so far, clearly. Um, but I think just in the squad for the Roosters, I see a little bit more um, right now. And that's not to say the back end of the year, but I'm pretty impressed. Number three, I have the Broncos. Me too. Yep. Uh, I still think there's a lot more there that's going to come out later in the year. Origin's going to hurt, but they're, they're pretty good at recovering the last few years during that period. Number four, I've got the Sharks. Same. Um, ticking along, 6-0 on the road. Again, they have only won one game at home, and it's against Newcastle. But the fact they almost completed 50% on Friday and still won the game, bad calls or not, yeah. they keep getting the job done. And they've got to get better. They can't go any worse than what they are. Yeah. Five, I have the Dragons. Me too. Um, if Widop was there for these last couple of games, I'm going to go out on a limb and say they'd probably win two of the three. Yeah, and I, I'd say if Widop's been there for the last two weeks, I'll probably have them ranked three or I four. reckon they beat the Roosters, and I reckon they would have won on the weekend. I reckon the only game they possibly would have lost was the Melbourne game. Yeah, Because Widop's not game. fixing those edge defensive no, problems he, they he got early on. No. So right now, yeah, they'd be first in the comp. Or they'd be yeah. equal first in the competition. So yeah, Number six, I have the Cowboys. Me too. Um, that's on the fact that they, last week when they got a couple of the spine players back and they looked half decent, they lost another forward for the season, which hurts in Paddy Kafusi, but... If Thurston does get back, and as long as he's there, uh, they should sneak into the eight. I don't know if our season prediction of premiers is going to come to fruition now with so many forwards missing for the year. But they're better. No, than... but you don't know that when the season kicks off. So. Yeah, exactly. But they're better than teams outside the eight, even yeah. without those forwards. Injuries is always the biggest. Uh... Yeah impacting factor on whether a team can win the comp or not. Massive. Number seven, uh, it gets harder from here, and there's a few I could have Very hard, but I've got the Raiders. Okay. And again, it's purely on squad and what I expect, and it's got to improve, but they should be higher than that. What did you say? Yeah, you got the Raiders at seven? Yeah. Cause I've, the, got, uh, I've got the Warriors at seven. Yep. Just, again, I watched them live on the weekend, really impressed with their first half. I'm a little bit concerned about the, uh, the health of... Kieran Foran. Kieran Foran. Watching him live, he, he was limping around a lot. Yeah. Uh, but I just like what they do. I know they're going to go on a run during Origin. And I think they're probably only going to have to win 50-50 of their games in that back-end period to make the eight. So, Well, if they win six of eight, I think they've got four wins at the moment. So they need two out at the back end of the year. Or even if it's three. No, they're, they're going to need to win. If 12. they win through Origin, they'll have to win. You know, if there's eight weeks left, they'll have to win maybe three of eight or four of eight or something like that to get in. So I think they... If they don't make the eight this year, really... Oh, they've, they've kidding themselves. I'm just, I've got a lot of faith in them this year. I, I don't know what to make of that second half. That could be season annihilating. I'm, I'm, we may be sitting here next week just going, they're gone. Yeah. Like, that's ruined them. But for me, I think it's one you just... You don't even watch that tape if you're uh, Steve Kearney. You probably watch the first half and then go, look, second half, guys, nothing went our way. So. Yeah. Uh, eight, I have the Titans. Uh, you've had the biggest injury toll every week. You can't finish the game with everybody on the field, but your halves are outstanding. Ash Taylor in particular... 
everyone just digs in for each other and it's finally happened where Jared Haynes become a part of your team, not the focal point or a bit of a sideshow. Yeah. So looking at all those things, Proctor's still going to come back in. James has been playing better, Wallace, etc. Um, I like you guys to sneak in, hopefully at the bottom. Right. Hopefully at the start of the year and the injuries don't continue, but yeah, big fan. At, uh, at eight, I've got the Raiders. Yep. Uh, nine, I had the Warriors. Uh, I'm impressed, but again, Foran didn't look too great on the weekend. Um, Kearney's a coach, I'm not too sure. And can they just get the job done for once? Most of the time they win during Origin and then they just fall flat on their face at the back end of the year. So yeah. I'm just outside. At nine, I've got the Bulldogs. All right. But yeah, they're really hard to work out, but they just seem to hang around. Yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, at 10, I have the Eagles, and I would have had them higher. Uh, but take into account that Tom Trevojevic missed six to eight weeks, I think that's going to be a massive struggle. They've got Hastings there, who they didn't name this week, and I think they're just throwing smoke and mirrors out there. They've got Matt Wright. I think Hastings will be there, but he's your most dynamic player. He's your best attacking weapon. He's a threat for the ruck. He's a ball player. He ticks so many boxes, and it hurts Jake, because Jake goes to the line with him, takes attention away from himself. It hurts Cherry Evans. It hurts that side full stop. So I've Uh, got you at 10 without Tom. I've got the Titans at 10. Uh, Convinced, but not overly convinced yet. I want to see him... Probably win some games against teams uh, lower than us on the table. I think we always lift for those higher teams, but I've got, just got concerns, particularly when we play teams that are around where we are on the ladder. We seem to struggle, and this weekend's probably a perfect example of that. We need to beat Manly this weekend if we're going to make the eight. Yeah, and now that Tom's out especially. Correct. Uh, 11, yeah. I have the dogs. I think they're horrible. They're the worst team to watch, dead set, but they'll probably find a way to get in. They probably will, yeah. um, but they just frustrate me to no end. Every time I turn them on, and I think to myself, maybe this week, it just doesn't happen. I get very frustrated when I watch the Bulldogs play football. Yeah. At 11, I've got the Panthers, uh, just because I think they're not really struggling with injuries. I see more upside in them than teams that I've got ranked lower. Yep. Um, so I've got them at 11. Well, I thought I'd have the Panthers somewhere near the top four, at least the bottom of the eight by this point, but their form has been horrible. Um, there must be more going on behind the scenes that meets the eye, and my expectation is I can't trust Laurie Daly not to pick those few guys, so take them that new account. I have the Panthers at 12. Okay, yep. I have uh, Manly at 12, purely based on that injury. And I, the concern that we had with Manly at the start of the year was depth, and yeah. it's starting to get tested. I think they're playing a good brand of footy, Manly, and but they've just they've lost a lot of games they probably should have won. They, they should have... I know they're in this, currently sitting in the eight, but they probably should be higher up in the eight than what they are. They've also got the best... Along with the Sharks, the second best array record. The weekend counted as a home game because they it was their home game. They it's took away, that, it's away. Take that out of it. They're 5-0 on the road. Yeah. And you're right. They've got like a park culture, the way they've put their team together. Yeah. They stick in for each other. Every big moment or an error, they celebrate it. Yeah. They're a real group, manly. So I'll give Barrett some credit there because uh, he's done a good job bringing them together. 13, I have Souths. Um, last week, good turnaround. I think there was a few positive changes, but I still think there's some dead wood, and they'll probably go back to their boring old ways, and Reynolds is held together by sticky tape. So Yeah, I've got the Eels at 13. Uh, again, Corey Norman's injuries maybe rank them right down, and I've, I've almost put a pen through them for the top eight. Yep, uh, I've got the Eels at 14. Norman is the big one. Their forward pack got dominated. Uh, Nathan Brown, the only one who got over 100, clearly, and the only one to me who shows any kind of sign of physical intimidation and uh, just not stupidity. There's too many guys in there. Kenny Edwards, who I was a fan of a couple of years ago, he's slowly wearing thin on me. Um, yeah. And he's only been back for two weeks, but there's just some, there's, there's a lot of things there. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. I've, I've got them at 14, but Norman's the big factor. I've got the Knights at 15. Oh, love it. Why? They're 
Oh, I'm not, I, not I, uh, I think if they play the Tigers this weekend, they beat the Tigers. Well, I've got the Tigers at 15 purely because a few of the players in the team, but if you want to go on effort um, and every, all that kind of stuff, Newcastle would be above them 100%. That's what I'm going on. Yep. That's my power rankings. That's my opinion. And I'm allowed to have it. 16, you've got... I've got the Tigers because they suck. That's fair enough. And um, I love Ivan Cleary. He's one of my favourite coaches, one of the uh, best coaches I've ever worked under. And I have no doubt next year they're going to be a lot better. But at the moment, he's inherited this basket case. That is Moses, Tedesco, Brooks, Woods, the sideshow, the board, the CEO, the Jason Taylor, the Robbie Farrar. He's, at the moment, he's trying to put out a factory fire with a fucking garden hose. So <laughs> uh, he's uh, struggling big time. And I think it's reflecting on the field. I, I can't work out what, what they're going to dish up each week on the field. Um, and what, what they dished up against South on the weekend was simply not acceptable. It wasn't good enough. Yeah. Well, and I, th- I just love the, f- the effort that the Knights put in each week. I, I love watching the Knights play because I know they're going to bust their ass. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. The Knights do yeah. definitely have... Like I said, I enjoy watching Newcastle uh, more than I watch the Dogs. Dogs should be a better side, but even just the brand, the effort, all that kind of stuff. I watch Newcastle lose every week rather than watch the Dogs yeah. get an ugly win. But uh, Fan question, set of six... Giving you our origin teams, our power rankings 1 to 16. We'll quickly do reviews. Gossip not here tonight, then we'll do the gossip. And the tips brought to you by WillingHill.com. But Dogs Cowboys, 30 to 14. Again, simple, awful game. Uh, good to see Michael Morgan step back up the last two weeks. He showed some good form. But honestly, rep round, you don't hand your players out, you bitch and moan. Say we've got to focus on the NRL competition, then you serve that pile of crap up. Like, honestly. Mm. Um, and they're going now, it's the. It's the doubt over the players. People just want to know what their future is and the people, they should just tell them what's going on. Well, clearly they can't do that right now because they've just signed two massive names and they're trying to figure out who they need to shed and what's going on. Just play football. Yeah. Clearly there's, you know, some things going on probably behind the scenes there, but too much talk. Oh, poor Josh has to leave and Michael East is going, I don't know what I'm doing and James Graham might not be going and Cassiano to Melbourne, like all this kind of stuff. Just play. Play football. Agree. I don't want to hear about your offensive stuff and complaining about being on $400,000 and how this doubt over your career. Come dig holes for a living. Yeah, Come exactly climb right. a pole. Come fiddle with live electricity every day. Stop whining. Stop whining. Just play football. Uh, but Cowboys, great effort. Uh, I wasn't wasn't expecting that, but Granville comes back in. Coop comes back in. Uh, a lot more stability. I'm happy they finally put Ray Thompson back in. I, I rate Ray Thompson. I think he's a solid. I like him too. I think he's a solid first grader. He's a guy that can go in there and do a job. He helps Morgan out. And they played. It's underrated, but they played a lot of junior football together and through the twenties when they dominated. So things like that. I don't understand why that didn't happen earlier. But that's the reason I tipped him. I saw Coot, Morgan, Thompson, Granville, and I don't mind their forward pack. So yeah, that's they, the reason I went with them. Asiata Bolton did a solid job considering they lost uh, Kafusi and they've lost a lot of guys during the week. And Hess off the bench, outstanding. But yeah. Um, the right, dogs, let's, let's yeah, no clear form line for them. The one thing I did see on the weekend, though, and I watched Cup. How Diego? Uh, sorry, oh, uh, Montoya. How Marcelo Montoya doesn't get his way back in, yeah, and how I don't get it uh, Raymond Fitella Mariner was only getting five or so minutes, gets dropped. He was absolutely outstanding on the weekend. Dynamic, the kind of thing they need on their bench: footwork, yeah. power, offloads. Seriously, Bulldogs wake up. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Sharks, eighteen fourteen. So tough, the Dragons, and I thought they deserved this. A few rough calls, but let's be honest, the polish—that's what killed them. Stinker of a game. If Widop's there, the polish is there. They did all the hard work, um, out, absolutely outstanding in that regard. But McCrone, too many poor fifth tackle options, seven tackle sets. That was the big difference in the end. And you could say the poor calls, but um, I think if Widop's there, it's not as big an issue. But it's mm. glaring right now, we said, the last couple of weeks. You look at their halves, that you can't tip them why they're the halves. No. They were better in 
the, from their try line, uh, from their own end down into the Sharks' twenty, they were the better side. Yeah, they just couldn't score inside and set inside twenty. They so couldn't. many seven tackle sets, yeah. McCrone. You can't do so, it. So look, I think they were, the better side got beat, but you got to score points to win, and they just couldn't. Yeah, and like I said, amazing for the Sharks. And again, you can take some positive in the fact that you only just completed above fifty percent, fourteen errors, um, but they found a way. Even good calls or bad calls. They haven't been that great, but they've still won games and they've won six away, yeah. which is quite ridiculous. So it has to get better, surely. Yeah. Um, you can't go much worse and still be winning football games. Valentine Holmes was very, very good, I thought. And Chad Townsend, again, we spoke about it most weeks. Doesn't get the credit he deserves, but I thought he was pretty good again. So. He was, yeah. Uh, Matty Price. Does a solid job. Yeah, Matty Price suspended. So a change there this week, but Pecuia comes back. So. I thought Holmes had one of his better games. He's starting to spark up. Yeah, Fafita was good as well. But yep. uh, poor old Dragons, another loss. Tough times for them. And uh, this weekend they play the Warriors across the Dutch. Going back to the other games that I talked about before, the Cowboys, they play the Sharks this week, so that gives you an idea of what's going on there. And the Doggies, uh, the Doggies, they have to play the Roosters, so not an easy time for them. But uh, you'd think from that performance, Vaughn, he should be in origin. But, my God. Should be. Should be. Jesus. But God knows I have what. zero faith. No, nah, neither do I. Moving on, South twenty-eight to eight over the Tigers. Uh, the Tigers were dreadful. This game was a punish to watch. Farrah played eighty. He's basically locked himself in. Laurie Day is going to pick him. But honestly, what did you beat up on? You beat up on the Tigers. People were raving, ranting, and raving about the performance. They're they're a basket case, like you said. Alva, who's leaving, does the stupid thing, gets sin bin by punching someone early on. Uh, he's been basically dropped this week or put on the bench from what I remember looking at the team list early on. Mm. Didn't think Tedesco had a great night. Moses was basically a vacant body. Uh, there was nothing positive out of that game for the Tigers. Souths. Zero. It's a fake form line. It's fool's gold for South. So they've got the storm this week. Good luck with that. Yeah, I did like the reshuffle though. I think Walker is better at fullback and long term if Gagai is coming across and you want to prolong Inglis's career, that's a great pair I'm of I'm happy, uh, happy to eat my words next week, but yeah. South Sydney will not win this week Yeah, because um, that is fake form. And I hope, I really, really hope Robbie Farrah gets exposed as a nine this weekend. Do us a favour, please, Melbourne. And expose him as a fraud at nine because yep. if he has remotely uh, a competent game, Smith will probably go out there and play like a busted just so he knows Farrah gets picked for origin. That's how smart he is. Uh, I think he's already locked in regardless of what happens. Oh, but, uh, was happy to see dear. Cherrington back on the bench, dynamic forward, and finally they picked Fuimano to make his uh, debut. So yeah, I like geez. a couple of and Rocco. Like, how's he not been playing? There's three or four changes they made instantly that make your side better. It makes me feel old. Walker into fullback. Like just, there's a few small things. For the rest of the year, this is the way forward for them. Hmm. Um, they need to find somebody probably long-term because Sutton's not a long-term six-answer, but Reynolds does probably play better when he's in full control. And Walker at fullback's great, getting lots of football. Tyrell Fuimono was in my the first Harold Matthews team at Panthers that I got to coach in 2010. So that's how old I am. Yeah, it was no different when Making I saw Dean and Henry and these guys playing under 20s. That made me feel old. Well, yeah, we had them in 2007 mm. in the under nine. So, yeah, well, we're getting old, my friend. From the Tigers, like I said, not many positives. The only good thing is the off-the-field stuff. They announced Packer. They've got a couple of those guys coming. Corey Thompson, Mahe Fenua, rumoured to be also looking to go there. And they've got their hands out in the market for just about any decent quality player that is uh, available. So, yeah. um, that's their focus. And Moses leaving. Good riddance, honestly. Uh, moving on, the next week, the Tigers, they play the Broncos, so it doesn't get any easier for them. Souths play Melbourne over there at, oh, is it WA, that game? So yeah, it is in WA. Warriors-Penner at 
tail of two halves. It's 26-8 at halftime. Uh, Kieran Foran had an absolute blinder. Kicked a 40-20, set a couple up, scored one. They were booed off the ground, Penrith, and rightfully so, and people left. Um, let's put it this. The second half, God, what happened? It was Super Bowl-like. It was... It was like re-watching the Super Bowl. Yeah. I was having hot flushes and cold sweats and... I was in all sorts watching it. Uh, and you can just feel... I, I said after the Super Bowl, and I know I was by myself, probably talking to myself around Houston, fumbling and bumbling my way around there trying to work that out. But Good times. Nothing will ever surprise me in sport ever again. No game is ever over. Ever over for me. Ever again. Like, I've just seen some games this year where I've just gone... I know it looks over, but it's not. It's, it's just not. And I, I don't know. Like, momentum... I don't know how you can't measure momentum. You can't. It's momentum's a feel thing. But Jesus, when teams lose momentum in modern modern sport, it is so to hard back. to get back, isn't it? You well, know? They, they copped four tries in twelve minutes, and like a lot of people, I kind of watched it and I was like, they didn't really concede penalties or knock on or do anything to keep giving the ball back. It just flowed for Penrith. It all ran downhill. Mm. They were scoring tries. They got a couple of penalties. They kept the football. They absolutely dominated. And the Peachy try to finish it off was an absolute cracker. Yeah. We ran away from fine, but it is hard to get the momentum back. I think it's also, it's a little bit of a, we just stopped throwing punches. The Falcons stopped punching the Patriots mm. and the Warriors just stopped punching Penrith. It's almost like, well, we probably shouldn't score again because we, we're still feeling a little bit sorry for them. Like, and it was 28-3 in the Super Bowl. You just go, put them out of them. Here. Like, Beat them make, by 50. <laughs> You know, in America, there is there is a culture there where it's it's unsportsmanlike to tee off on teams, right? No, not but not here, three. not here, and not in a Super Bowl. I agree with that. Yeah. But over here, it's definitely not a culture thing. No, look um, what the Roosters did. That's what you're supposed to do. Correct. Come out and put yeah, another twenty correct. points on and go cop that. And for me, it's not about how the other team feels. It's professional sport. You you play the full, um, you know full duration of the game and once you do stop throwing punches and they start to get a little bit of sniff of that it becomes a little bit of a well what do you think you're better than us do you think the game's over mm. and all of a sudden once you feel that momentum start to shift and you try and get it back the harder you try to get it back the more things tend to go against you and it just compounds but it's probably a, a lesson in wider sporting karma and just general momentum if you're ever going to say that's a that's a momentum game that was it because but it flipped in, in, a, in two halves. 30 unanswered points in the second half. Four tries in 12 minutes. Yowie was outstanding. Uh, there was a couple other blokes who got involved. They all did their bit and piece. But Peachy off the bench, I still don't know how he's not playing a full game. You need him on the field at all times. Well, I'll never understand after 50 minutes while he's still sitting on the bench. I mean, but, I got impact. Like, well, 30 minutes, like he's, doesn't, he, he was making... Impact is overrated. He was making an impact from centre when he was playing. Like impact almost 200 metres a game, brusting tackle. Just have him on the field. Get your 13 right. Yeah, simple. Get have your him, 13 right. He needs to be on the field as long and as often as possible. But uh, their season was on life support at half-time. The season was gone at halftime. It was on life support. But that's cool. That's a very big win, an emotional one. Uh, they were pretty elated after the game, to say the least. But that hurts again. But in the end, it's one win. For the Warriors and, um, you know, Roger Tuovasashek in particular didn't have a happy day. So back to the drawing board for them. And they play the Dragons at home this week. The Panthers, they play Newcastle. So if they're going to start that run, uh, no offence to Newcastle again. You know they're going to give you everything. But Penrith should beat them again. They should. Um, it's simple if you're going off. They beat them 40 zip. Exactly. So it should be doing something similar. Melbourne Titans, 36-38. to 38. They got them right at the end there. They lost Simpkins, but like we said, they're just so tough. They fight for absolutely everything, and they've finally found a way to bring Hayne into that mould and kind of put him at the back of the queue here. We're not seeing things every week about his contract. Him, 
clashes. He's a fullback. And last year when they made him the focal point, he's kind of blended into what they do, which is fight over everything. And that's exactly what they did. Yeah, and I look, I get the feeling he's going to stay. I get the feeling that the relationships within the team are building and things are getting better. But I, I love the fact that we won. Don't get me wrong, because we've we've been on the other end of it from Melbourne for a long time and because they've got a much better team than we do. And I expect that to continue the next time we play them because there'll probably be a little bit of payback from the result that we managed to achieve on the weekend. But I'm just glad we're not playing them this weekend, yeah. put it that way. Um, but look, defensively, both teams are really poor. Uh, Melbourne probably had the game wrapped up again with five minutes to go. They made some uncharacteristic errors and... They're the one side that if they lead by 10 with five to go, that you'd expect to close it out. Um, and I was very surprised to see what I saw from them. But the Titans made their own luck. They had a couple of calls go their way. I think Melbourne had a few calls go their way. I thought it was a poorly officiated game. There was a lot of... We were, we were exchanging texts, like just shit in the ruck, where for me, like Cameron Smith's the best at it, hand on a ball on nearly every ruck that he's involved with. The Titans do it once, they get pinned. Then you go down the other end when... Melbourne get to that lead. The Titans pick a bloke up, lift his leg up, drive him 10 metres across the sideline. On any other play, if, if it's the other way around, if it's, if, it's a Mel, if it's a Titans player with the ball, they would have caught held. But they allow us to drive him over the sideline. A possession we shouldn't have had, it should have been caught held. Melbourne would have got to their kick. Apparently you can't lift and drive. But We're not allowed to lift the leg off the ground. As, as soon as you lift the leg off the ground, they're supposed to call held. How's the dragging one momentum? You see plenty of them. Like, we do it. I don't get it. But there were just a lot of them. I'm just going... I, don't, I just don't want the officials to decide the game. I can cop winning and losing. I don't care. But, you know, if you're going to pin one hand on the ball, pin them all. If, if you're going to allow one bloke to lift a leg and drive him over the, over the sideline, let them all go. Yeah. I just... Why we're so nitpicky with one or two little things? Like, if hand on the ball's on the, on the go, the referees are happy to let Fine. Everyone can do it. Yeah. You know? But it's just going to stunt the momentum of the game. Yeah. You know? And in, but in the end, it's a level playing field for both sides. That's what frustrates me, watching, watching these games... Just, I don't want the referees to impact on the game. Just put your whistle in your pocket. Let the players decide it. It was entertainment plus, let's put it that way, as far as a point scoring yeah. perspective is concerned. And I thought for your team, young Morgan Boyle had a great game again. James, Wallace, Pulu, all your forwards tipped in. Taylor, um, he did a really good job again. Hurrell had a better week, starting to see him play some footy. And Don, very underrated. We give him some... Uh, Hard times over the last couple of years, but he's playing some pretty good football this year. Yeah, he is. The key there, I mentioned so many names because it was a really good team effort. Like, they really do just dig in for each other. Yeah, that's that seats. Uh, uh, that was the, the team that made the finals last year. Was that Titans side? And hopefully they can do it again this year. Yeah, Melbourne. He was filthy, like he said. No loyalty. People that built brownie points up. Craig Bellamy said they've lost them. Uh, there was a few changes in the lineup. I looked at earlier. Of course he did. 13 errors, 31 misses. He was particularly filthy, I think, about the errors because he said at halftime, hold the football. The first set, what do we do? We drop it again. Yeah. And Kafusi, who's been one of our best players every single week and been talked about for Origin, dropped four short passes on the weekend. He's straight back to the bench. He's lost his spot already. Yeah. So he doesn't play no full old Craig Bellamy. He, he sure does. So he's not happy. But he sure does. Titans got the job done. Outstanding for them. Uh, Wake-up call for Melbourne this week because Craig Bellamy's going to rattle some cages. But... They're going to go play South, and I'm expecting them to dish out a much better performance before the origin period kicks in. And the Titans, you play Manly up there at home, Trebojevic out, like you said. One of these ones that you must win now. It has to be a win. Yep. There's no two ways about it. Canberra-Newcastle. Oh, sorry, Broncos-Seagull, speaking of that game, 24-14, 14 nil after 10 minutes. They just absolutely rushed them. They bull rushed them. The Trebojevic is together. That combo, especially through the middle of the field, there was a short pass early on where... 
it was missed by Jake. The inside trail from the marker was lazy. They picked it up on the same play. I think it might have been Glenn at marker. Only a couple of minutes later, straight through where he threw that horrible forward pass. But nevertheless, mm. great football. Um, honestly, I, I was absolutely rattled myself after the first 20 minutes. Just like, wow, I didn't see that coming. And then I was even more impressed that they had 25 tackles inside 20 Brisbane going after me. And then Manly just repelled them. Got to half time. Felt really positive and thought, after that, you're surely going to come out full of confidence, just go after it. Yeah. But they almost came out uh, and just went into their shells, a bit similar to what you're talking about, the Warriors game, like, oh, we should just defend this lead now. Mm. And Brisbane came after them, then it became almost comical. Um, the Trebojevic thing, drop ball, they score a try. Tafua's one that I, it was a loose carry, but it was played at as well. Picked up, runs the other way, scores a try, and all of a sudden they were just on tilt. Yeah, they, they, they never rested. Never got back the momentum and, back. Um, again, like Brisbane got the job done and full credit to you. But from those two tries, again, I look at it and I go, it's not a great win, but they still found a way to win the game. They still and won. Nick Aroma was good. Hunt is still to come back. And like I said, that's got to improve. Roberts wasn't named. Like There's just little bits and pieces there. Even though every time I watch them, I'm like, uh, but they've won five in a row. So full credit to them. Yep. But, um, you know, I thought RP Corosau and the Trebojeviches were absolutely outstanding. But second half, things just... Fell to pieces, absolutely rudderless. But for the Broncos, I think Nickarim has proved his worth, to be honest, during this period. And I know that Melbourne had an interest in signing him two years ago and he didn't go there. So I don't know what his future's like there. But surely there's a couple of clubs that will look at him if uh, they can't afford to keep him there. And Maguire, absolutely outstanding. And pretty crazy that on their bench again, I don't, I'd never understand it when they pick someone and don't use him. He picked George Fyre to debut and didn't give him a single minute. I know the game was in the balance, but honestly, don't pick someone if you're not going to play. Yeah, You want to have your whole 17. I've never understood that. Um, it really frustrates me, but full credit to the Broncos. Good way to uh, turn things around. And They play the Tigers this week at home, so good opportunity to get another win before the origin period. Manly play the Titans away. Canberra-Newcastle, 34-20. It's their just rewards for all the effort they put in week in, week out. They've only had one bad week, and that was against Penrith, but Honestly, such a tough team. He's uh, had to swap some players out. He's had some injuries. They all just chipped in. And, and again, when they lost Safidi's brother early on, the way he stepped up, he was absolutely epic. And he's been great every week. He's basically the only forward that ever gets over 100 metres for him. But Daniel Saifidi, um, he was on another level. And Sianni Matiadi, i just got to give him a round of applause. So much pressure early on. Earliest debutant, all these raps. Struggled for a couple of years there. People were calling for his head. Um, you know, putting a, hanging a lot on him. But captain of the club now, transitioned to the back row. And his words after the game on the weekend, just how proud he's to be playing for that club, captaining that club. He's been outstanding since he's moved to the back row. And the attitude is brilliant, considering the circumstances. Can't argue. Can't um, argue with any of that. Yeah, just... And we talked earlier about the Moses thing. You talk about age. That's why I can't compare the two, because there's guys like that there. He's had all the, the rough circumstances. a real reason to probably lose your confidence or fall off the map. Yeah. But that's the way he's thinking, and that's the way he's approaching things. So uh, full credit to Nathan Brown. Feeney, all these guys. I really like Wardle too. He's a tough bastard. Old Joe. And Wardle. he's getting better. He's they're adapting to the NRL, and he'll continue to get better. Hundred percent. So um, you know, for them, the only hard thing we talked about the gag guy situation, but they'll fight on. I really hope they get James Graham. I hope that somehow. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, is a reality for them, but uh, it's not looking likely. But outstanding by them on the Canberra side. Like we said, just everything needs to change. Complete wake up. They're not bubbling. They're not excited. Paulo seems to be on his own along with Papali when he's there as far as the forwards. A lot of the other ones, Boyd, Whitehead, a lot of them aren't quite having the year they did. Leilua's a bit flat. Uh, all the spine has gone quiet besides Whiten. He's probably one of the best one of the spine this year. And mm-hmm. the bench doesn't have the impact it did. No, it all looks a bit, it's van- a, bit, a, vi- a bit vanilla and a bit 
unenthusiastic for the Raiders at the moment. And I think it's as simple as that. If Boyd and a few of these guys spark up and they get rolling and Leilua pulls his head back in and the halves start uh, playing some decent football and Hodgson bouncing out of nine, I think things get turned around pretty quickly. I think mm. it's simply an attitude and effort thing. They just don't look like they're quite excited to play their, their footy week to week. And the bench could change quite quickly because let me tell you, Dave Taylor's back in cup this week. Baptiste is the big one. If you're going to swap out, he was great off the bench for them last year. So yeah. I think Clydesdale's days are numbered. He played a cup on the weekend. Um, if his Achilles is good to go, he might be back in. But something needs to give. And these couple of guys, he keeps playing Louis. He's got Priest, I know. And there's a few that come in and out, Sorensen. But Jordan Turner, from what I've seen, the, the Mounties games has been brilliant. I think it's about time to give him a run too. Because your bench isn't doing the job for you. Might as well have a so, look. Now's the time to do it. But this week, they've got the Eels without Norman. That's a must win. Yeah. I'm sorry, but that's a must-win game. And that's a pack that got hammered by the Roosters pack, and they've got a much bigger one with Papali coming back. They should dominate them. Mm-hmm. So I'm expecting the Raiders to finally wake up. Newcastle go home to the Panthers. And the last game is that Eels game, 48-10, to one-sided, 28-4 to at halftime, near perfect, only one error, 950 metres to 400. The extra metres after contact, but in particular, Jarabari Hargrave, just full 40. Just incredible, but... Latrell returned, again, in the best way possible. Had his little break, had some criticism, comes in, dominates. Joseph Manu, we've been giving him raps, not many other people have. Quality footballer, the halves again. It was basically perfect all around for them. Um, the Roosters were outstanding. They were. Physical, they played direct, they kicked well. Um, look, it, you can't argue with it, can you? No. It, ticked all the boxes. It was, the Eagles just couldn't compete. Uh, probably, not, as you said earlier, Nathan Brown. Uh, Kaiser Pritchard brought it a little bit, um, but otherwise the uh, Eels were pretty rudderless, weren't they? They, they just it looked like boys versus men, yeah. big boy versus uh, little boy. Besides Nathan Screwed Brown, the Screwed Blue. should be embarrassed, to be honest. They were all pretty dreadful, but Nathan Brown, that shot he put on, we watched it a few times, good, eh? yeah. 144 metres. He's the only one who got over 100, but yeah, he's really been the leader since he's taken that spot, to be honest. And week to week, he doesn't care about the result or who they're playing. Yeah, he just goes out there and tries to kill blokes. So I'm a big fan of his, but their forward pack needs a hell of a wake up call. And Norman being out now, that hurts them big time. So um, going to be some hard times ahead. They've got Smith there this week with Gutherson, Moses in the extended bench. Um, yeah, interesting to see what happens there. But interesting to see where the NRL clears Moses to play this week. Yeah, well, I think it's all done. He's in the 21. It's just a matter of whether they use him this week, which they can't really smoke a mirror that one and say, "Oh, we're just going to ease him." No, we're using him. You've lost Norman, so you're going to use him. <laughs> Have to use him. Yeah. Well, that wraps up reviews of the games, uh, set of six fan questions, power rankings. Now we move on to the gossip. He's obviously not here this week, Mr. Gossip. He's got stuck at work, but going through his bizzo here, brought to you by WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with William Hill. First piece is tomorrow, Martin to the Warriors, any day now. Um, this is basically going off what I spoke about earlier. Lola here is not going to be released, and they say that purely because they're waiting to get Martin in. Martin's not wanted at Penrith. How things change so quickly. In 12 months, he wants an immediate release, whether that is to go back and play in the half straight away or New South Wales Cup. He just wants to go back, and clearly for them next year, they're not going to have four on, so he's a replacement there. Um, yeah, and as soon as that happens, Lola here will move on. What are your thoughts on that? I don't mind it. I... Again, I wouldn't be letting Lola here go until I know I'm getting something in return. That's that's how I think the Tigers should have approached well, their situation. I think situation. they kind of know, though, and I think it's well known between all of them, which is the only reason I think they've let mm. him go. They know they're going to get him. Okay. Yeah, so. I, I don't mind it. We'll see what pans out. But look, gossip's on the money. He usually gets it right. So, you know, Martin's playing cup. He was he was okay on the weekend. I don't think he, he should was... stand out in cup more than he did. So He's ready to go, clearly. and they've Physically, I don't know whether he's an hour or half. He's going to have to put some weight on and 
become uh, less of a defensive liability and play a little bit straighter. At the moment, I think his body's not up to taking the line on and just being in the front line defensively in an NRL team. I thought the first few weeks he was better than Nathan, and the fact he's been iced out for Cartwright hasn't helped his confidence, and he's probably sitting there shaking his head going, well, if that's what you think. I agree with that. I don't think... They uh, hyped him up. I don't think Bryce Cartwright is the answer at six. No, but they've hyped him up, paid him, got him over, gave him games last year, talked about him in three or four games, and all of a sudden he's not good enough. So Mm. his situation, I can understand wanting to leave, and he's not in a huge pay packet. Well, I get that. But he's just been iced out. So I'm like, okay, well, if I'm not wanted and you've got other guys here. Well, I know that he, he went to Penrith for less than what he got offered at the Tigers. So. Exactly. Uh, and speaking of the Tigers, it's obviously been confirmed today, but it's been predicted the last couple of weeks by a gossip. Russell Packer goes there. It was a, a much bigger deal. Obviously, the Dragons have spent a fair bit of money on the top end, retaining players and getting Ben Hunt in. Um, but yeah, four years. So he's Great signing. Extra year, extra money. He's going to be outstanding for them. He's worked with Cleary before. So, so they got Madalino and Packer for the price that they would have paid Woods. I know who I would rather. I'd rather these two than Woods. Yep, and you get a culture starter as much as I'm not a big fan of him and he frustrates me. You know Josh Reynolds is going to do a good job for culture, sparking yep. the team up, bringing all those guys together. Yeah. Um, mixing Suley and a couple of these younger blokes, Malachi coming over on solid money. Um, if they get Lola here, it's a pretty good flip around in a short space yeah. of time. It's yep. not going to be a side that probably jumps straight to the eight, but they'll be fighting uh, probably for the bottom side of the eight. And then a year later when they... Get some more players across. Um, you can guarantee that he's going to do a good job over the next two years. Yeah, you just got to keep accumulating players. Exactly. Cassiano to the Storm, looking likely as James Graham has been promised to gig at Belmore next season. Clearly, we know that Woods, foreign, have moved in. Players have been talked about leaving, and Bellamy made it quite obvious last week that he had a great interest in Sam Cassiano, and they're basically just waiting for the Bulldogs to confirm that a few blokes have to leave. <laughs> Loves a big body, Craig Bellamy. Oh, he can Loves turn him around. Body. He will, We've, no doubt. If he was going anywhere else, I'd say good luck to you. But Melbourne, that scares me a little bit because I reckon if anyone's going to get the best out of him, it'll be C. Bellamy. Yep, so we'll wait and see what happens there, but somebody has to leave, no doubt about it. Yeah. Their salary sombrero stretched out to the max. Uh, gossip's got here. The Cronk rumours to Penrith are false 90% chance of retirement. So... You look at everything, and people said Martin's gone, they can buy him now. You have got to be kidding yourself if you think you've got any salary cap room left to pay for Cooper Cronk just by letting Tamari Martin go. They have re-signed, retained, locked up at all levels for the next couple of years. There is no way you're squeezing in a million-dollar-plus half. What if he comes for less? He's not coming for less. How much money do you think they've got? You don't reckon? How does Penrith have any money There was a few comments just from Cooper Cronk saying that he... He'd like to go somewhere and help some young halves and go to Newcastle. I don't help think it'll be. I don't think it'd be a. I don't think it's going to be a monetary decision for him to play next year. I think if he wants to play, he'll pick the club that he most wants to go to, regardless of the salary. So, I'm not saying it's going to happen. No, but way. I think Penrith are in the are as much chance as anyone else in Sydney. Well, unless they're brown bagging um, it, they're not getting him. Yeah, but Brown, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's. A, I don't think Cronky's money driven. I think he's going to make enough money. He'll be doing. Some stuff at Fox. He's got a lot of, lot of other avenues in order to make income. I think he'd rather just enjoy the last few years of his career rather than get a pay packet and well, go you, somewhere and struggle. Are you going to enjoy going to a club that's currently only got a couple of wins playing like a dead set bus? No, no I'm, hey, I'm like. not saying... You're, you're arguing as though I think it's going to happen. I'm just saying it's a possibility. And I don't think Cronk is going to be dictated to in terms of money. Mm. I don't think it's going to be a money decision. If if Gossip thinks... You think he's going to retire as well. I don't. I don't think he's going to retire. I think he's going to play again. I... I can't see him sitting around on the lounge or sitting in a studio when his body's... He's got the body of a 25-year-old when he could be continue to play. I, I, for me, it's not going to affect his legacy. I'm not going to think any more or less of Cooper Cronk for the fact that he's come to Sydney and he might play for someone else. Uh, he'll go down as one of the best players to ever pull on the purple jersey, in my mind. So 
Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a rugby league decision. I think he'll play. And I think he'll go somewhere where he thinks, A, he's going to have a decent chance of winning, and B, where he's going to enjoy it and he's going to have an impact on some junior players. That's my take. Yeah. I, yeah, that's my opinion. Well, I still think he's shutting down, but we'll see what happens. Gagai to the bunnies. He predicted that last week when he's been saying for a couple of weeks, gossip, he's on the money. That's a done deal. Apparently, it is three years close to 700000 a season. So mm. if last week's anything to go by, Walker probably plays fullback next year. Reynolds at seven. Uh, they've obviously got Farah Cook for another year at nine. And uh, you've got Inglis probably most likely to be prolonging his career in the centres, you'd have to think. Yeah. After an ACL being his age, still wanting to play rep football, centres his spot, you'd have to so think. So Gagai's going there for fullback, you reckon? I reckon he's going there to play in the centres. Fullback, oh. I'd play Walker. I think that Gagai is a good junior fullback so where he, he plays was. plays in the halves then. Well, you've got to another six. Mm, they need another half. But I, I, people talked about this the other day saying, well, clearly he's going to play fullback. I think Walker's the best fullback option to have. I'd love Walker at the back. Mm. I don't need a half. So six is there because Sutton may only have a year left, but he's not your long-term answer. But mm, uh, if you told me I can have Walker, Reynolds, and then I still play Cook over Farrow, if they could free that money up but they're stuck with him for another season, yeah. I'd be happy to go out and look for another six. Play Farrow in the halves? I've already Farrow's played all right in the halves in the past. Well, the player on the market that I'd get, we've said it before, I'd steal him from you. It's Tyron Roberts. He's available. I'd put yeah. him next to Reynolds. I think they work well with each other. They're yeah. different kinds of players. Roberts is a good ball runner. Got a solid kicking game. Reynolds likes to control things. You've got Walker at the back who's got some spark. Two gun centres both sides of the field. Crichton's a good young back rower. That's yeah. a nice little rebuild, I think. Uh, Dugan to Cronulla. Spoke about that earlier. Uh, he's basically saying it's most likely to happen. It's not confirmed yet, but it's the best offer he's got. Similar reasons I mentioned. Extra year. Bit of extra money. They're basically putting it to Dugan that your body has had some problems. You've broken down a few times. This deal will take you through to 31 years of age. Yeah, we spoke about it earlier. Yeah, so I think... Do you think it's a good decision? I do. Yeah. If, uh, if it's I'd rather... Case. If you said to me, gun to the head, would you rather Bird or Dugan? I'd probably say Dugan. For the same money? If it was the, the same, same money. Offer. Yeah. yeah. Right. The, only, the only way that it, you'd flip me to Bird is age, but yeah, Bird's got some physical issues and... Got the rheumatoid arthritis, the yeah. medication there. He's playing centre now. They talk, he wants to play six. And but Dugan's that's the main now thing. played for Australia for an extended period of time. He's played well in Origin. I, I don't think, think he's proven. I don't think Bird's half, which is my main thing. If he's saying six for 900,000 or nothing, you're not playing six for him. No. So that's my thing there. No. Uh, Moses will be released to Parallel. Obviously, he sent this to earlier. That's already happened. We know that's on the cards. And the last one for gossip, Sam McKendry on the Knights radar. Well, he's off another ACL injury. Um, they could probably get him. For a bit less, but I'm pretty sure he got one of those longer-term deals that they spread the money out of Penrith. So. Penrith would be happy to get rid of him. Yeah, I'm sure they would, but uh, he's had a couple of injuries. But that's the gossip. So if for... we're talking about releasing money for Cronk, there's two that you're going to release for some money to free up for Cronk. Yeah, no, I'm no, just saying, no, I know that, but I'm just saying. Oh, McKendry's on a big deal. Yeah, well, McKendry's on a big if deal. Mitchell Mose and these guys are getting eight and nine. Cooper Cronk's worth a lot more than that. Let's put that way. Again, he'll take less money, I'm telling you. But moving on to the tips, uh, brought to you by WilliamHill.com. Last week, you got four, I got two, Gossip got three. So we are now both on 47. He is on 53. Yeah, we're stinking it up. Six-point buffer. But the first game this week uh, in the tips, it is the Sharks versus the Cowboys. Matt Pryor suspended. He moves out. Heinington starts the front row. Otherwise, it is the same side for the Cowboys. Thurston's on the extended bench. But other than that, they're 1-17. There's no way I can expect him to play, and with that being the case, um, purely being injured, just rushing him back, and before Origin, I'm going to be tipping the Sharks. I was happy to tip the Cowboys last week uh, with Thurston out, but at Ramondas, it's a different beast, so I'll tip the Sharks. Well, the market on the website for WilliamHill.com has been pulled. So. Yeah, because they're obviously 
waiting to see whether Thurston's going to play. Prior to that happening, it was exactly the same as the second game. Which still is doesn't. The, does it change your opinion? If Thurston plays, you're going to tip the. Sh- I think he's busted. Tip the Cowboys. Uh, no, I'm the Sharks. No, same. So it doesn't change my opinion. On I that think team. he's busted and he'll get hurt. So I wouldn't play him. But uh, it, that, before it went down, it was $1.48 roughly for anyone out there for the Sharks at home. And uh, two sixty eight was the odds for the Cowboys. Minus six was the line. One to 12 was two ninety for the Sharks. $4 for the Cows and 13 plus for the Sharks. Two eighty seven dollars for the Cowboys. And Gossip here has tipped the Sharks as well. Second game, first one on Friday night, is the Warriors at home to the Dragons. Uh, tough loss last week. They need to bounce back before this break kicks in. Uh, Mentoring is still out. Solomon Carter is also out. He's been injured. And uh, Vatu Vai has been dropped out as well. So the change for them there is Blake Ashford comes into the centres. Charles Nickel Clockstad holds his spot. And Buncey Afala moves into start lock. Well, Ashford played in the centres last week. Yeah, on the flip side for the Dragons, Ewan Aitken, he's out with his hamstring injury. Tarn Milne comes in to replace him. Uh, I really wanted to tip the Dragons, but again, it's just the halves. That yeah, worry. I don't have enough points in them. The halves really worry me. So on that, I'm going to go with the Warriors with absolutely no faith, but I might have a bet on the Dragons, to be honest. No, I won't be. No way in the world. Yep, there you go. You're on the Warriors. Gossip is also on the Warriors. William here agree. They are $1.48, 268 for the Dragons. Minus six is the line. One to 12 for the Warriors, two ninety four dollars Dragons, thirteen plus Warriors, two eighty seven dollars Dragons. Second game, Broncos, Tigers up there at Suncorp. Uh, as far as changes are concerned, one to seventeen are the Broncos with Ben Hunt and James Roberts included on an extended bench. So, uh, sorry, James Roberts has been named to start. Ben Hunt is part of the extended bench, so it could be possibly a late change there. If that happens, you'd expect Mead would be the one who drops out and Nickarima keeps the bench spot. Mm. On the other side, Simona Fanai is out. Moses out, obviously, because he's gone. So, Little John moves into six. Woods, supposed to be out for six or so weeks. Back after two and starting. Uh, we'll see whether that happens. This is killing me because this basically means he's a sure for Origin now and someone's going to miss out. So, boo, Aaron. Massive boo. But looking at the odds on this one, I think it's quite clear. I'm tipping the Broncos. Broncos. Tipping the Broncos. Broncos. Uh, after what was dished up last week. And William Hill agree. eighteen for the Broncos. 4.75. The Tigers. Minus 14.5 is a line. 1 to 12 Brisbane, 3 dollars Tigers. 13 plus for Brisbane, $1.72, $17. The Tigers. Gold Coast Titans versus Manly. Saturday night, kicking things off. Dan Sargentson is out. That's probably not a bad thing. Ryan Simpkins has done his ACL, apparently, so uh, that's pretty hard for him. Jared Hayne has been named despite his injury, but apparently in doubt. Regardless of that, I like the look at that lineup and with Jake Trevor, sorry, yeah, with Tom Trevojevic missing for the other side of things. That hurts big time. I'm going to back you guys. Titans, yeah, we have to win. Yep. That's a must-win game, particularly with their best player out. 100%. And Gossip's gone the Titans as well. And William Hill agree, $1.65 for the Titans. Two twenty-eight Manly, minus 3.5 is a line. 1-12 to 12 Titans, $3.340 for Manly. 13-plus Titans, 340 $5.50 for Manly. Parramatta this week. Bevan French back in and the extended bench has Mitchell Moses, who you'd expect to come in and replace uh, obviously that man we spoke of, Corey Norman. They've got Gutherson and Smith named as the halves, but Probably expect that change late for them. The Raiders, 1-17 to despite the loss, but extended bench includes David Taylor, Jordan Turner, and Papali returned in the back row. So I'm tipping the Raiders because Norman's out and Parramatta got absolutely bashed in the forwards. I expect Canberra to finally wake up and hammer their forwards. Mm, I've got zero faith, but I'm tipping Canberra. Yep, gossips on Canberra as well. $1.53 they are with William Hill, the Raiders. two fifty five. the Eels. Minus 5.5 is the line. 1-12 to Raiders, $3.375 the Eels. 
13 plus, the Raiders, $3, $6 for the Eels. Newcastle and the Panthers, great win last week by the Knights. Lachlan Fitzgibbon is out. Sam Stone takes his spot in the back row. Mitchell Barnett back very early from his injury, so good signs for them. And Jacob Safidi with the next scare last week. He's in the 17, so uh, that's also good to see by them. Uh, Fisher-Harris already out again for the Panthers. One game back, straight back out of the side. Uh, the extended bench includes the same old names, but Kickout is actually in the 17 this week, so possibility of getting a run, tipping the Panthers, even though Newcastle are at home, and you know they're going to be stubborn as all hell. Mm. I'd love to see them upset Penner if they end their season, to be honest, but uh, I can't see it happening. I'm tipping Panthers, but I'm going to bet on the Knights. I don't blame you for having us crack, and the bookies at William Hill, you'll get 360 if you want to back the Knights. $1.30 are the Panthers. Minus 10 is the line. 1 to 12 for the Panthers, $3. $5 Newcastle, 13 plus Panthers, two fifteen. Ten dollars $10 for well, Newcastle. 13 plus Newcastle, $10. They just, they've just beaten the Raiders, 13 plus. Why yep. can't they beat the Panthers, 13 plus? Yep, I'm with you. And One go- half isn't going to convince me. I'll, I'll see a bit of that, $10. Yep, and Corey, oh, sorry, not Corey, Gossip. Because I've just looked at Corey Harawira's name starting instead of Fisher Harris. Gossip is also on the Panthers. Uh, and the next one after that one is the Roosters versus the Bulldogs. Bulldogs absolutely awful last week. They are one to seventeen, but there's a few changes on the extended bench. Uh, Garvey named again. Fualo, Mariner, Montoya. Last week they had Montoya on the bench, not play a minute. In Fualo, the rule is if you play less than fifteen minutes and there's two days turnaround, you can play Cup. So he only played 12 minutes. He played Cup and so did Montoya on the weekend. Just use your bench. You played with 15, basically. Yeah. Stupid. Agree. Uh, Roosters unchanged, but a couple of changes to their extended bench. Ryan Madison back on that one. And Victor Radley, the gun lock who played Australian schoolboys, and Isaac Liu included. So it just shows how strong their side is. Mm-hmm. The fact that a couple of these guys can't make it. Honestly, this one, it's quite obvious, I think. The Roosters, I reckon, will hammer them. Roosters win. Yep, and gossips on the Roosters as well. And William Hill has them a dollar forty six. I think that's pretty good value. Two seventy five for the Dogs. Minus six and a half is a line. One to twelve Roosters two ninety four dollars for the Dogs. Thirteen plus Roosters two eighty seven dollars for the Dogs in the last game of the round. South Sydney versus the Melbourne Storm. This one is over in WA NIB Stadium. They've kept things pretty much the same, except uh, Musgrove replaces Jason Clark. But as far as the setup with having Cody Walker at the back. A couple of these new bloods in the team. Aaron Gray's obviously been back. Uh, Farrah holds the nine spot. Rocco starting front row. Crichton back row. It worked well last week. And obviously, Charrington Fumano on the bench. For Melbourne, there's no changes, but there's been a reshuffle. Felice Kafusi has been benched. Joe Stimson takes his starting spot. Tohu Harris also goes straight back in to the starting back row. And on the extended bench, Brandon Smith, the young gun uh, hooker, who's a New Zealand 20s rep, who was part of the New Zealand squad the other week for the Anzac test, and Nelson Asafa Solomon included. So I think you... Storm in by a thousand. You'd expect Nelson to be back, but I'm definitely on the storm after last week, and so is Gossip. They will hopefully be up for this one, but you'd expect Craig Bellamy to give them absolute ripping if they aren't. William Hill agree about the storm, $1.38, $3.10 for South, minus eight is a line, one to 12 storm, $3.425 South, 13 plus storm, two forty. And eight dollars for South. While we're talking about Origin, we have all tipped identical rounds, so no change there. But Origin game one with WilliamHill.com. Brock Queenslander a dollar seventy five at Suncorp Stadium. New South Wales two ten minus two is a line. What I want to see the want to see the teams first. I know, but if we had our teams, would you be happy to back us at two ten? Yes, I would. I'd unload on us at two. I would unload on us as well, and uh, that's the frustrating thing because you wonder if it's going to happen. That's, Probably not. That's. The, Probably not. 
I am feeling I'm going to go over the edge if if it if we go there pick the bad pick a bad side and lose, and then we're going to I'm just I'm going to go over the edge. Well, the actual futures for State of Origin as well, the series winner. So we're taking into account again. We haven't seen the lineups, but Queensland to win the series with WheelingHill.com. They're a dollar eighty, two dollars New South Wales again. Yeah. If the lineup is right at the two dollars, I'll have a hundy on that, and I'll have a hundy on game one. I'll happily unload, and if yeah. we lose, you know, I'll go down in flames. But if we pick the right side with the players they're missing, Scott Inglis, Thurston, who's a bit banged up, we should just run all over them. We honestly should. Yeah, agree. Um, especially in the forwards, but. God knows what's going to happen, but we thank WilliamHill.com for all those odds and the futures there. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with WilliamHill.com. And just before we finish on the WilliamHill.com side of things, mate, charity bet this week. Is there anything you like in particular? I like the Roosters, to be honest, at $1.46. You like the Roosters? I think that's great value, but is there anything you think we could pair with that or any games that you particularly like? I like the Titans, $1.65. Well, what do you reckon? Two-legger? Titans and Roosters. Or would you like to get dangerous and chuck the Sharks or the Warriors in? The Warriors usually burn me any time I put them in. I'm halty. I'd be happy to chuck the Sharks in. All right. Well, if we go a three-legger, Sharks at $1.52, Gold Coast at $1.65, and the Roosters at $1.46 in a multi with our $100 bet. That pays $3.66, so a $266 payout it would be after the bonus bet is gone. So yep. that is our charity bet. For this week, Roosters, Gold Coast, and the Sharkies, just to win straight up. And that wraps up our gossip section. All the tips brought to you by WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with WilliamHill.com. And that wraps us up for another week. So one week away from origin. Fingers crossed no more injuries to any New South Wales players. And fingers crossed that Laurie Daly just has an epiphany, wakes up one day sometime this week and goes, I know who I should pick. I know my team. I know who I know who I should pick for my New South Wales team. Yep. And it doesn't involve James Tarmow, Matt Moylan, or any of these other guys that are, I'm considering out of my pool of fifty two players yep. for New South Wales. Kevy. Oh. Mick Mock. <sighs> Fingers crossed, New South Wales fans. Fingers crossed. Enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where you, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.